This Week in Baseball. Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network, episode 26. My name is Mike. Jay will not be joining us this evening. Son of a bitch! <laughs> when you touch every other button, you can't touch the mute button all of a sudden. I'm staying away from you. There we oh, go. There. Hey, there we go. There we I go. I thought I was going to have to continue yelling. There we go. Welcome back. I am your host, Mike, joined as always by my friend, Jay. Am I still your friend tonight? <laughs> you are all. If we've made it this far, this long, you'll always be my friend, I hope. Touche. Okay. I take that. Jay, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. All right. So the Not next when you episode. Wear your glasses. You look good in your glasses. Thanks. Those are nice. Those are new? They're relatively new. Listen, yeah. They look different from the ones you had last time I saw. I got these about three or four months ago. Oh, maybe I have seen those. Maybe. I don't wear them you that don't much. Wear them very often. Yeah, I don't mind them. Do I like my, them. Do you know what my glasses look like? <laughs> uh, Milo glasses or Henry Rollins and the Liar video glasses? No, close. Buddy Holly? No, I don't have. They're not that. Any the Counting Crows? Ironically, they're glasses? blue, though. They're blue? Yeah, they are. Oh, I have I blue frame glasses. I don't know if I've ever seen them before. I don't wear I I need to wear them. I just don't. Well, this is Lens Talk brought to you by Lens Crafters and Zanny.com where you can get your glasses for $10 or whatever the name of that site is. What about America's Best? They're not really that good. They're not the best. It's a bold claim. Is that like in Elf when he says when it says the world <laughs> <laughs> New York's best coffee? That's right. Blues tra- nope, no blues traveler classes. All right. So you know why? <laughs> they're not very good because they these suck. these are good. That they can't be because these are good. <laughs> so those aren't counting crows or blues travelers. These are these are good glasses. That's why they can't be blues travelers glasses. Anyway, oh, how have you been? You already asked me. That. I said good. How have you been? That's how we got into the subject of glasses. No, I'm good. I come for the lens talk, says John. Yeah, well, we are. That's yeah. why we're all here. Mr. Sexy Specs himself. I prefer Rex Specs myself. You can call me Chris Sabo. <laughs> oh, that's a good segue. That's yeah, tying it all together here. We'll, so, we'll circle back to that one. So what, do you, Sabo. what have you been up to the past couple of weeks, Jay? What do you think I've been up to? Well, hanging TVs in my house, stopping by my house, hanging out. I just come over for the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, well, there's plenty of it. Yes. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, I got to hang out with you and yes. your son. Oh, yeah, he did come over. What else? What else have you been up to besides working and, you know, nothing? Nothing. Okay, very good. Really nothing. I Well, I guess um, I, can, I, I don't have any collecting updates, so I can at least tell you I've, uh, I started finally playing Metroid Dread. Yeah. Not too far into it. I'm doing it. I'm going a little slow on it. I love it. It's, it's good. good. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's a good fantastic one. game. I'm kind of upset I didn't start playing it. Sooner. You're trying to steal my amiibos too, or so. Yes. Let's just borrow them. I'll bring them back. You, but I believe you. The whole Emmy thing in the game, and I don't want to give anything away of the game, but everybody knows. If you know Metroid Dread, you know there's the little Emmy characters. 
those things are like that's like stress level to yeah the max like yeah. you get wound up you go in their zone and they're they find you or you're like trying to sneak holy shit yep it's it's it's, it's yeah it's frightening yes it makes you feel scared you up <laughs> you're like oh god no yeah i'm not over here yeah like you're like throwing a rock somewhere else yeah so right like it just you know why didn't they come up with that in the game that would have made a lot of sense you could Sam just grabs them. an arbitrary rock yeah. and throws it yes. got you bitch <laughs> <laughs> slide right between your legs i'm out of here stupid <laughs> other than that nothing i haven't been doing anything yeah. what about you nothing oh well, you're a liar <laughs> Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Other than, you know, driving to get my son and spending four straight days prepping our house for an open house, which was, you know, every day was 90 plus degrees too. So that was awesome. You know, things like power washing the driveway and fixing doors and toilets and stuff. You need a maintenance guy. I had a handyman, but he doesn't call me back anymore. He does. It's you. (laughs) You're not my handyman. I thought it was your maintenance guy. Yeah, well, you could be my Schneider. That's a that's a oh, dated joke. That, I, I that a pencil stash. That joke is too old even for me. Didn't they remake that show on Netflix or some shit? I don't know. I think they did. Jim J. Bullock was probably the creative force behind it, I'd say. Monroe. <laughs> we went from That's my Ted Knight. We went from twenty viewers to two. And it's just John Robbie. Are you my pal, Danny? Mm. Mm. All right. Anyway, Anywho. no, my it was it was good. We had Connor's graduation party. It was fantastic. A huge amount of people showed up. I, I've told this story a couple times now, but like it was one o'clock the it, on Sunday. The party was scheduled to start. Then Connor was so hyped, and he said, "Dad, nobody's here." And I said. At it's, like it's 1 o'clock yeah. in 32 seconds? I said it's 1 o'clock, but it's okay. Not everybody had to be right at 1. It's an open house. They can come and go as they please. And then I walked into the next room, and I thought, oh, God, please fucking have people show up. There's a ton of people there. I know, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, you, yeah. you put this whole, you you know, Deacon yeah. graduate, you know, like, you put this whole thing together, and then you're just like, I hope somebody shows up, anybody. <laughs> you know, like, so anyway, but it was it was a great party. We had a fantastic time. You had stopped by. Uh, we had a little three-on-three basketball pickup oh, game there. Oh, we did. Myself and you and my our mutual friend Tom on one team, the 40-pluses. Yep. Then we had... On the closer side of 50. Yeah, easily. <laughs> then we had Kyle from Retro. Who's 26? 26, I think, yeah. Yeah. Matt Mace, 24. Matty Ice and Marky Mark. Matty Ice and Marky Mark podcast. And then Harrison, who's 19. 19. And we fucked them up. We did. <laughs> we won two games in a row. Two games in a row. <laughs> 11 to 6 and 11 to 4 or something like that. We smoked their ass. So anyway, that was fun. Uh, other than that, like I said, I've just been trying to, like, that was a whole thing. Like, I literally went up unexpectedly taking the day off after just to, like, clean up. And now it's literally just a two days since after that, right? Yeah. So it's just uh, finally coming down from that. And the house has never looked better. So the house looks great. And the part, you know, the party was fantastic, but so that was what I was really doing that. And I've been collecting. Yeah. See, I can't, that's why I can't trust you with the thing. Cause now I don't know which one it's on. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> no, you started playing with me for that. I know shit. you didn't touch it. I know it's right there. It's that button there. Yeah.
I can dance? No. That's one of those songs that I just I don't want to ever stop playing it. I want it to just go. Was as good as the song. I wish the game was as good as the song. I wish the game was one tenth as good as the song. One one hundredth as good as the song. Time for the collecting update. I think you've already given us yours. Nothing. None. There's no update. I have not been. I'm gonna stop asking. Was, we're just going to skip over you for now. It's going to be Mike's collecting update. I think we may have to change that. The the platform agnostic collecting extravaganza, new number one super maybe, happy fun time. Maybe we get the Pacino thing out of there. Or we leave that and we'll add me going, Mike. And yeah. goes, Give me what you got. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just add it in, just say, Mike. Mike's. Do, 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 yes. do, do, do. Yeah. Anywho, so... I'll I'll confirm good. before I before I'm I, good. Okay, before I move on, you good. Sure? Okay. Good. I bought a few things. No, I did. I always do. I'm. It's funny because I'm not uh, buying as much like personally for like my collection, but I'm oh, okay. I'm still I'm like, buying the stuff. Oh, yeah, sure not. No, it's kind of just send Jay Mike. I can send Jay my collecting updates. That's John. Oh, done. Perfect. We'll just pretend that they're his. So I got a bunch of Famicom stuff. Really? Any yeah. of it Famicom box or the Pulse series of Famicom it, games? It might be. John John will fill you. Oh, good. Yeah, he, yeah, he's our resident expert. And this game. I'll start with the little stuff. <laughs> and it's funny you mentioned John because he'll come up here in a moment. And he'll also be on later. We're going to have like a bunch of segues in this. Maybe. We're still sitting on Mr. Sabo. Oh, yeah, the Rex back. Yeah. So went over to Media Reload yesterday. Yeah. Connor and I were out. We actually kind of did like the little hat trick. There's... We went to Retro, replayed Kyle's shop, mm-hmm. Media Reload, which is where Harrison used to work, and some of my friends still work, and then we stopped at Disc Replay. I didn't buy anything at Disc Replay, but at Media Reload, they had actually reached out and told me they had gotten a co- some Turbo Graphics games in, so they got a few loose ones and then Impossible, which I didn't have. So I went and picked up Impossible, and while I was there, I was like, you know, let me look in the cabinet. I haven't been here in a little while because my friend that managed the store has left, Sarah, Matt's girlfriend, and yeah. and, and uh, I really don't know anybody at the store as well anymore. So <laughs> Clarvis is upset he didn't get in. I don't know why. I, man, you've got to it, smash that like button and hit that bell to get notified, I think, is how that works if you want to get. I think that's what they say. I have no idea. I, I'm sorry, though. So got the, got the Turbo Graphics game. And then I, I, like I said, I hadn't been there in a while. So I walk over to the cases and like, they don't have a lot of retro games anymore. They used to have like five cases and four of them had retro games and it's all boiled down to about a case and a half now because you just can't find stuff. Nobody's bringing it in, trading it in, whatever. Yeah. And I look up in the top of the shelf that has the, the now Nintendo and Super Nintendo. They used to be in a separate case and there's a boxed Final Fantasy three sitting there with no manual. Guess how much it was boxed Final Fantasy three. No manual. Do you have any idea what a loose Final Fantasy three runs? No. It's about seventy five to eighty bucks. Oh. So there's a boxed one with no manual. Boxes and I'd say six and a half. Yeah, it's probably 10. pretty good. You have a manual somewhere. I do not, but that's oh. neither here nor there. I'm surprised. Give me give me a guess on what you thought the price was on this thing. Mm, say, I'm guessing it was a deal. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wager. I'm going to go low side. I'm going to say around 45 to 55. Man, you really lowballed and screwed my whole story. It was $70. Oh, damn. Well, it's it, still good, it, though. Well, no, it's very good. The The cartridge is normally like $75 to $80. Yeah. 
So, like, they didn't fuck up that bad, but, like, $70 for well, I didn't know Final Fantasy 3 and a box. You started that off with Sarah's not there anymore, so my assumption would be they, they could have gone anyway. Could have gone either way. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I don't I wouldn't even say it's a fuck up. It's what they priced it at. God knows what they paid for it. I don't know. I'm not worried about any of that. But yeah. I grabbed that because I'm like, well, shit, the box Good is price. worth yeah. more than that. So, And then now I have two extra Final Fantasy 3s. Hmm. <laughs> Also, I went over to see Kyle. I talked about that. While I was there, Kyle um, had to grab a Wii U charger for the tablet because I had that tablet I got at that garage oh, yeah, sale. We talked about it last. Yeah. We, I finally cobbled together everything to play with the to be able to play the Wii U, and I did not have a charger for the tablet. So I went to get one from Kyle, got all that up and running yesterday. Connor was playing it. He really, uh, really liked it. So. And I also grabbed, he had an empty Streets of Rage 2 box for the Genesis he had just got in. Somebody gave to him, and I think basically gave to me, because I have a cartridge. Now, I just need a manual, but I don't hunt down manuals, so I'll just sell them together, you know, maybe yeah. at a low price, like Media Reload would. And then I got uh, grabbed by the Ghoulies, which is like an action-adventure game on Xbox. It was an Xbox exclusive at the time. It was cheap, and I always grab fun games like that that you don't see. It was like $14. I don't even remember what it was. So, grab that. Connor got... Um, Kyle actually brought him the black and orange Yoshi plushies that he wanted, and he gave them to him as a graduation gift. He didn't want those. Oh, I heard about it for weeks. <laughs> and he, yeah. Anyway, he wanted to go. That's why we had no, to go after. Awesome. Yeah, he we had to go. Excited. Well, we had to go after because if he would have gone before, he'd have wanted to buy them, and Kyle would have had been like, uh, dude, I'm giving you those. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, that was kind of it from, from there. That's not the big stuff. Do tell. I, John has been kind of showing me the ropes, and I talked about this a little bit last episode on how to like kind of pick up some stuff from Japan. And I'm trying to get like just stock so I can go do like shows and not worry about having things. Because, like I said earlier, it's just hard to get your hands on some of the stuff now. It became so competitive, and there's just so many people out there trying to pick up lots and make money. And I do, you know, I've been having this conversation with you, I had it with Robbie, yeah, and I think John would probably agree too. I don't know how much he pays attention to it, but I feel like things are starting to backslide. I think that prices are starting to come down. That it's it's less competitive. Like there's less. Uh, there's just going to be more stuff up for sale. People are going to start selling collections, getting out of this kind of stuff because it was a quick buck. It was a quick flip, and now it's not. You're. It's, it's almost like you're going to see that the collector is going to start to prevail again instead yeah. of the. I'm just trying to make some money. Off the this. people who are literally just trying to like come in and game the system to make a couple hundred bucks and then leave or they were collecting thinking everything's gonna go up forever and it's starting not to so they're you know whatever it is so yeah. um yeah i hope so so say so i i do too so it just feels that way and but what i what i did was john kind of showed me the ropes of maybe how to pick up some lots of things from from japan and i've been doing that so i actually had to stop myself because i was doing it a little bit too much because now at my house <laughs> by by this time next week i already probably have over half of this stuff but by next, this time next week, I'll have probably 400 boxed Super Famicom games and a Turbo Duo uh, RX in the box uh, and a bunch of other stuff. I don't even remember what. But I've just been picking this stuff up because it's it's super cheap. It, it you know it's 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 fun. The stuff that I'm picking up is uh, attractive to U.S. audiences. Yeah. So I, my plan is to use it as table fodder. So some of them I'm going to. Some of them I'm going to, you know, un 
non-destructively modify so they can be played in English, like Secret of Mana 2 was Saiken Densetsu 2 yeah. uh, and 3. 2 was actually Secret of Mana, 3 is Secret of Mana 2, which was never released here. I have Terranigma, which is an RPG that was uh, it was uh, localized for Western audiences but never released in the U.S., and I'm going to modify that one so people over here could play it. And I'll bring them to shows, and they'll be, you know, Super Famicom games in Super Famicom boxes with manuals, but things that you can actually play in your Super Nintendo if you break those two little tabs out yeah. or if in, you have a converter. In the backtrack a little bit here, just so people are clear, because we just got on the whole tirade of people buying and selling stuff, and then we say, well, you're getting stuff to buy and sell. That's not the case. You're not doing it to make a profit. You're doing it from a collecting standpoint. You're doing it exactly from what you said by rechipping these games to sell them as games that collectors want people truly want to play and, and as a u.s version that's that's a lot of the reasoning you're doing this it's there there's three reasons one is i like some of the stuff and i keep some of the stuff but i don't yeah. i was telling robbie yesterday i have no emotional tie to any of this stuff like when i look at super mario all-stars complete in the box on super famicom which works perfectly here you can play and you don't need to understand anything you know like it's there's no language barrier or anything like that i don't i don't go well i gotta keep one for myself i don't care if i have one the games i cared about or would care about are things like proteus which i wanted anyway you which know which is a messed up but yeah. fun game yeah we didn't talk about how we played proteus yeah. which, which was awesome and a lot of fun um or things like like i want to get back to super back to the future 2 which i've not gotten yet oh, in a yeah. lot or super metroid which i've got one of those on the way those kind of things i would keep but it's it's just it it's little itsy bits of it i do not want a wall of super famicom games so the three reasons are one is one is what you talked about i want to bring some of this stuff over here and and westernize it so people can get it so if you want to play chrono trigger on an original cartridge chrono trigger whatever you want to say i'm sorry yeah and you don't want to spend fourteen hundred dollars, whatever it costs, for the complete box one with all the maps and shit nowadays, and a reg card or whatever it is. You can get one for thirty bucks, twelve dollars to convert it. Probably sell it for fifty or sixty dollars. I'll make a little bit of money, but it's also there's overhead involved and all the stuff and in my time and whatever. Yeah. So that's that's part of it. The 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 collecting part is also part of it, right? Just the itty bit of it, like that's the the one percent of it. And then the, the last part is really that I really just want to have stuff to take to shows. I want to go, and to your point, sell it to collectors or whatever it may be, but I want to be on the other side of the table, and I don't want to have to fight for things to put on a table. I want it to be easy and inexpensive and accessible things that people could look at and go, Donkey Super Donkey Kong 2, you know, or, which is Donkey Kong Country 2 here, yeah. right? And they can buy it for $15 or $20, and it, you can play it if you want or never play and just put it on your shelf. And it's like fun, cheap stuff. And I never have to worry if I have enough stuff to take to a show or like I'm panicking to go, oh, I better get some stock or maybe I need to take some things on my personal collection just because I like being on the other side of the booth, meeting people, getting to know the other vendors and, and working deals with them and that kind of stuff. So those are those are the really, yeah, the real reason. Yeah. yeah. So Clearvis says he agrees about the point about, you know, games and, and certain, he said he's, um, it's going to be interesting to see how much certain games go down. I think what he's probably referring to are the most expensive games. The things like Panzer Dragoon Saga or Little Samson or these, the sculptor's cut has already started to backslide. And it's just interesting to me because I think it's, we were talking about this, the, the um, sunken cost fallacy of, well, I've paid this much. Well, guess what? It's not worth that much anymore. So you're yeah. going to sit on it and hope it goes back up or sell it at a loss. And people don't want to do that with their biggest, most expensive things. Some people bought them just because they're rare and expensive. That's the problem. Don't buy things because they're expensive or rare. 
if you you buy them because you want them, it's cool if they're expensive and rare and, and you have them. But but the problem is if you buy something specifically because of its it, you know price, when it starts to backslide, then you you either panic or you you're just going to wind up sitting on it and eating the whole cost yeah. because you don't even care that you have it. You're trying to make money or show off or what I don't even know what it is. But ultimately, you're going to screw yourself by doing that. So the way some people are treating it is almost, and I don't want to get into the whole wormhole of this but they're treating games like a like stocks like an investment yeah they're not, they're they're like, not. well i'm gonna put my money all into it, this it, to be fair they are they're volatile yeah. you never know yeah so um valdor says he's been looking at importing some of those japanese rpgs and he has ogre battle so far i have good news for you asa you do not need to do that i will help you <laughs> i have plenty i already have what make a list i bought i bought a lot with dragon quest 5 how many copies were in it uh, the six. lot you just bought. No, that one had five, yeah. and then Dragon Quest six. Yeah, one copy of that. So I had, but it, you have like four. I already or five have four copies. copies. I have like nine copies of Dragon Quest five complete in box already. So don't worry about that. I can help you out with all that. Yeah, and then yeah. So like Ogre Battle or Ogre Tactics, I have those already. These are cheap games, but again, yeah. you can convert them. And they like if you want the North American version to to collect and play, that's one thing. If you just want to play it. There are inexpensive ways to actually play it on an actual NES with a you know with a Super Famicom cart. So I'm working on doing all that. But but yeah, I'll I'll hook you up, Asa. We'll talk. So yeah. Uh, oh, Sarah's here. Oh hey. Hi Sarah. We were just talking about you. I was talking about how media sucks now. If you don't work there. <laughs> we were talking about media reload and how I hadn't been back since you left, and uh, now I have once. Save me a copy of Tactics Over. I've got one with your name on it, uh, Mike. Don't worry. So. So, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so I've been importing all this stuff, right? And it's slowly and it showing up in my basement. I, I've got pictures. I'll, maybe I'll post. I don't know. I feel like I'm drowning in it right now. I've got to test it oh because like we, so bust, we busted out Final Fight and I, the first one I oh, put yeah. in wouldn't work. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take this part and figure out why. But I have another one that right here next to it. Don't worry. I got a backup. Yeah. Right. And I, I put it in and it worked. But uh, but yeah, so it's stuff like that where it's like, yeah, Sarah's a good example. Sarah wants a copy of Fire Emblem. There's a Fire Emblem game for Super Famicom. Nice. And I now have two of them. The second one showed up, by the way, Sarah. So you'll be happy to hear that because I'm going to, you know, English fire, whatever, yeah. you know, put the IPS patch or get the actual converted ROM and stick it on there. And that's cool. You know, I'll probably just do it myself. So it's all legal. I've got a yeah. ROM dumper and I've got um, the EEPROM writer. So I've got everything I need to do it, you know, nice and legal. And that was a couple of the things I uh, I thought were really cool. Is the Famicom stuff looks cool. The like boxes, the boxes are, look they look like they look like, like v, VHS tapes. Terranigma is awesome. Yeah, like like somebody was talking about what a great. Oh, John was saying it's an amazing game. Yeah, I want to play it, but the box is just cool. There's that, it's just like borderless like yes. cool art and and yes they're almost there's I, I measured I put one up again yeah they are slightly larger than VHS tapes so you can't take like I'm gonna buy some protectors for some of them because yeah. man some of them are expensive there's some stupid Donald game I have about a magical hat that's like 180 dollars complete in box like what the hell man or like that battle Zek den which is you know whatever it is so um yes that uh so clearvis asked if i'm going to use the voltar super stack rom kit i'm going to use the eight megabits and the super stack stacker um they just they just attach to the other side of the eprom so on the bottom side of a pcb where the legs of the eprom come out and the solder joints are time out you pull the two you out. just stick it over it and you solder them in you have to program yeah. it right i have the stuff to do that and then you just, that's that's it so but yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna use those because they're non-destructive. All you have to do is pull one pin off of the mask ROM, which is the game itself, and you can lift that pin. 
Okay, you don't have to you don't have to cut it or anything. You can pull it right up, lift it out straight, and then you bridge thirty one like whatever it is, uh, like thirty one and thirty two, and then it has the ability to read the ROM from the back because of the way the volt what it's looking for and how it does it. So, but yeah, that's the the plan. They're, those are like twelve bucks each, ten bucks each if you buy them in volume. I'm gonna ask them if I can buy you know like fifty of them because I'm gonna have so many of these things yeah. I want to do and see what kind of price I can get on them. Um, so yeah, that's that's my plan is just to do that and then be able to say if you want. Saiken Densetsu 2 or Saiken Densetsu 3, which is Secret of Mana 2, and you want the Japanese version, here it is for whatever that price is, we'll say $25 or $30. If you want it converted, add $15 because yeah. I got to solder to the, I got to, you got to program all these things. You got to, there's some overhead, you know, whatever it is, it'd be probably $20 because they're 12 bucks or 10 bucks a piece. And I still have to dump a ROM, modify it, patch it you know solder it burn it all that stuff so there's there's a little bit but i'm not trying to make any money really doing it it's really more about extending that stuff out to people at a much more accessible price or accessible at all for something like that because it never came out over here or or terranigma or whatever it may be and they're just cool looking yeah plus they fucking look cool man yeah. secret of mana the the saiken densetsu two is just the giant mana tree on the front yeah, it's right it's just cool. a cool looking box so well and, that and the other thing i liked about it and you and i talked about it the other day is the whole the super nintendo carts come in those cardboard trays yes which basically collapse over time they can and that but with famicom they all came in plastic trays which was awesome yes it is it is a little bit more of a sturdy I feel like they're smaller and sturdier, especially when they don't get crushed as much because the plastic probably prevents them from getting crushed. Yeah. Right now, the plastic will get hot and brittle if if, you, if it gets brittle. I mean, I should say the plastic will get brittle if it gets hot or whatever. That I've had, and I have a few that don't have it. But luckily for me, I also have probably seventy five like horse racing and pachinko games that have trays that I can use because man, oh yeah, I some of them have very cool box art and I'll bring, I should have brought some in. I almost brought some with me. I'll bring them next show or whatever, but some of them have really cool box art and stuff. And you'll look at, like we were talking about, it's like, is this a mech game or is it a pachinko game? Oh you yeah. Know, is this like a action art or no, we'd be like, is this a, is this like a, like the same thing? Is this a mech game? No, it's an RPG. Like what, what is the, the, yeah, the art like is a all, bunch of yeah. like Robotech looking games. Yes. And then you mech look Warrior, at the back. Yeah. Metal, metal mech. And yeah. yeah. And you look at the back and it's like, oh, that's like <laughs> Dragon Warrior. Why are, why are these guys at a slot machine? What's yeah. happening? <laughs> so, but anyway, so I, yeah, I've, I'm kind of drowning in the stuff. I'll, um, I'll probably post a picture of kind of the grid I made of the, like the stuff I thought that would be most appealing to me and the people I know. I made a grid of all that and there's so much of it already and I still have more of it coming. So that's why I had to stop buying it because I'm like, I don't need any more. It becomes this addictive thing where you're like, well, this stuff is relatively cheap. You get it for like, you know, percentages of what it would cost to get these things individually. Yeah. And, it, you know, and so, oh, and also you got to be careful on those Japanese bidding sites because you'll get shill bid big time. You, they'll shill bid you up, man. Like you'll bid and then the way the auction works is it will extend the auction five minutes if, if there's a bid within the last five minutes. So you'll bid and then someone will bid against you. And then they're like, they're usually waiting for you to bid again. So two times now out of like the five or six auctions I've won the last bid that I made, I'm like, that's my last price. I don't want to go any higher than that. It's still super good deal. If I don't get it at that price, I'm cool. I'll get out bid. And then like 30 seconds before the auction ends, I'll get this, Hey, you're the, you're the high bidder. You won the auction. And you're like, what? I just got a thing three minutes ago. So that was how bid or whatever oh, it was. Yeah. So yeah, I'm getting, you got to be careful with the shill bidding. Don't get too aggressive with the bidding at the end because they'll, they think they pay attention and like they shill bid you up. So uh. anyway, just, but anyway, so that's, that's a lot of what I've been doing besides, besides trying to work and 
getting the house ready for the open house. Now, last thing that I'm up to, Amy's going to be out of town all next week. Fourth of July, she leaves for a week. So I'm trying to get my hands on a monitor and I'm ready to go restore this Mortal Kombat cabinet. So that's, that's what I'm going to, that and, that and boxing and pricing and cleaning super Famicom carts, I think is what I'm going to do while she's gone. So plan on staying a couple of nights. I got one project I'm going to put you to work on too. <laughs> yeah. The 1250 probably, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. We got to move it back over there. Oh, <laughs> I know it's so heavy, but yeah, plan on coming over and spending the night for the weekend. Right. I'll, I'll call Heather. Can Jay spend the night? You have a sleepover, <laughs> have pizza. Bring your new kids on the block, sleeping bag. Pizza and watch the Sandlot. Mountain Dew. Oh, hell yeah. Sandlot right there. Right there. Chest, buddy. So, but yeah, so that's what I'm up to. So if anybody's in the chat that's interested in any of that kind of stuff, I know Asa, have you mentioned it? Uh, Mike, you've also mentioned it. I'm happy to give you guys great deals on that kind of stuff because when you buy these things in volume, you get them at a nice price. And it's just, you know, if you're fine with having a lot of junk around, it's a fun thing to do. This is the kind of stuff I love doing. I like sifting through, sorting, pricing. I do like it. It's a huge time sink sometimes, but it's fun for me. So anyway, all right. So. Yeah. With all that, what are we doing here? Uh, a podcast. Well, it's a live stream now. Live stream. Eventually it'll podcast. be a podcast. Yes. For the people listening in their podcast aggregator of choice, this is a podcast. So yeah, you're right. It's both. You want to tell the people what we're going to talk about besides Super Famicom games? Oh, before we do that, probably need to do our giveaway. Oh, yeah. We, we were going to give away Metal Gear Solid. I was not ready to do it two weeks ago. I had so much stuff going on. It has all finally culminated. Everything has started to settle down. We have our wheel of names. I believe we have 12 contestants, 10. I don't remember how many, 10. Okay. I will say this. Going forward, you must send the entry to the Lost Joystick Instagram account. Only. I'm trying to keep it all in one place because we're now hunting in four different places to find entries. And I'm I'm feeling like I'm forgetting somebody every time. Just Lost Joystick Instagram. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go grab the mouse, and we're going to bring up the uh, wheel of names, and we're going to give away Metal Gear Solid for the PS1. Yeah, and just so everybody knows, it is Metal Gear Solid again. Mike did etch his name into it with John's wood Th- That's right, use the wood burner. He and, really uh, didn't. It's, it's in pretty good shape, though. I'm rooting for Asus, so I can send it with his copy of Tetris. I, wasn't <laughs> gonna rat, I was not going to rat you out. <laughs> oh, no need. And Asa, just know I was giving him the... Mo- you, uh, an abnormally high amount of shit. It truly is opposed to you, normal. You just saw it yesterday, though, right? It does. It does. And he propped it up, so he said, "I can't forget this damn thing." And I did. All, All right, right, here we and go. We're gonna close the ad because I don't want to see the ad. We're gonna do one spin. We ready? Somebody's getting Metal Gear Solid. All right. Tactical espionage action. Sounds scary. It does. Eric A. He Eric, was one of our Facebook ones. He, Eric I actually didn't put his full last name on. There. Yeah, we didn't want to put his full name on there. Eric, uh, he he entered through Facebook. So yes, congratulations, Eric. I will be in touch, or Jay will be in touch, probably actually through Facebook. That's going to be your responsibility, buddy. Sure. So all Got right. It. Sorry for everybody else who didn't win. So I don't forget it. But I'm the, we'll have plenty more drawings. Tough luck, Chuck. And you guys will be on, I'm sure, again. Yep. So let's get that out of there. All right. Okay. So now, Metal Gear. Now. Can we talk about what we're here to talk about? Sure. Cool. Let's do that. This week in baseball. So the show topic is uh, RBI baseball. Yes, we're going to do the series. Yes. Right? One, two, and three. Really, we're going to concentrate on one. I know well, we're going to talk this. about. We'll talk a little bit about two and three and not a whole lot, but like some of the differences in the games and that kind yeah. of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So, Jay, tell me about the gameplay and story of this game. Uh, it's baseball. 
this week in baseball. <laughs> I'm going to like that. <laughs> you got to stop it, though. That's not. That's the whole clip of oh, the song. Yeah, stuff. It keeps going. You can't just okay. let it go. Yeah. I know you're close to you. I'm going to put a. I'm going to put like a bar up or something. You I'm going to get those little, bars put on your windows. You know the. You know the. Since we're we're in Flint, we need those probably. No, we can get like the little. Uh, you know the plastic COVID guards. There. Oh yeah, had. like the sneeze guard. Yeah, you the, just get one of those. <laughs> just get it right here. So Jay, tell me a little bit about the background development of the RBI baseball series, and more specifically, RBI baseball one. RBI Baseball 1. So it was developed and released by Namco as Pro... I'm going to slaughter this. Pro Yaku? Pro Yaku Family Stadium for Famicom. Yes. Um, the developer developer was uh, Yoshiro... Yoshihiro Kashi. Kishimoto. Why am I reading this? I'm terrible Yeah, let me this. read this part. Okay. I got you. Mike, <laughs> tell me about the background and development of RBI Baseball. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought it up, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was developed by Yoshihiro Kishimoto... He also worked on, obviously, the Family Stadium series. That, that is what the which series of these games are. RBI which, 1, 2, and 3. We're going to let John talk when he's okay. on to discuss a little bit more about the Family Baseball or Family Stadium baseball series and all that stuff. So, And that's one of the things I've learned. By having these games around, I now know Yaku means baseball. So the story behind the game was Yoshihiro played Nintendo's baseball with some colleagues when they were you know, at, at Namco. And they kind of saw some room for improvement. Like they, they noticed that there were no player specific abilities. Everybody was the exact same. There were no player names, that kind of stuff. And he was working on a game called Toy Pop, which was a shooter, which was recently released on a PS whatever bundle. I don't remember. It was PS1. I don't remember. That's not recent, but whatever. And once that game was done, he didn't really have much to do. He said, uh, he went to his boss and said, what should I, uh, what should I be doing? And basically the boss was like, Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Yeah, I felt like it was like Kruger. You know what I mean? Like in Seinfeld where he's yeah. like, I locked my keys in my office. Well, I'm going home. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like he, thought, he didn't really care what happened. Like, yeah, just do whatever you want. And he was like, all right, I'm going to do a baseball game. So he did the baseball game, right? Told you he worked on the Family Stadium series, which was, again, the baseball series we're talking about now, RBI yeah. Baseball here in the West. He worked on the Star Wars games for Famicom and Pac-Land, right? And he left. He started there, I think, in 1994, and he left in 2001 to go to Koei. So he left there. He left to go to Koei in 2001, where he was producer on Crimson Sea, which is an Xbox exclusive. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the game was, but I, I, I did read about it. And then Romance of the Three Kingdom, which was a PSP port, the, the PSP port of five through eight. He left Koei in 2010 to become the assistant professor of media arts at Tokyo University. That's so he impressive. stopped developing games and started to teach people how to develop games. He wrote a book, uh, again, about, about creating games. And he is also known as Kissy. And he, <laughs> this was the most interesting part of this whole research I did. He, he has a website that he curates to this day, 26 years now, about Amorice. O-M-U-R-I-C-E dot com. Amorice is like this omelet rice eggy rice dish it sounds delicious and go to his site go to amurice.com because i'm gonna look up his book first kissy it looks like a page that was written in 1996 and has been maintained manually since then and there's nothing wrong with that but it is every review he's ever done of amurice and he goes all over and like eats them and reviews them so I thought that was kind of interesting because I like looked him up and there was a link to his Twitter. I go to his Twitter and the Twitter and the first thing I see is this like 
omelet thing with what looks like this very fine tomato sauce like kind of draped over it and i was like what the hell is this and i look i'm like oh the guy's big into omelet rice so yeah anyway um so let's get back to the game so when I searched his name, it came up with Buddy Spirit? That's not that? it. No. Okay. Don't worry about that the book. Doesn't... Okay. I'm going to edit all this out. I'm going back to Amirice. Yes. Yeah. Just go to the AmuRice.com. Okay. I'll do that. You keep all talking. Right. So this game was released in arcades uh, in the Nintendo Versus system. It was by Atari. Atari put it out as Atari RBI Baseball. And it was then localized for American audiences in 97 for the NES by a guy named Peter Lipson. And it was published by Atari, the Atari game subsidiary Tengen. So this is one of the three licensed NES games that were released by Tengen. Can you rename the other two J? The three licensed? And did you put the other two on there? You did, no. fucker. This is trivia time. You're going to get oh, hit with a couple of trivia remember. questions. And we watched that video earlier. We just two, watched the video. It was right in front of your face. Well, RBI Baseball, of course, was one. Correct. Um, it's right there. Was Gauntlet one of them? Yes. I can't remember the third, though. Do you need a hint? Yep. I'm not going to give you one. Dick. I can't remember. Pac-Man. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this, this is one of the three Tengen games that were released as great cards. And what I found out is, because I was really confused, because I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole right now, but RBI Baseball 1, 2, and 3 are all on black Tengen cartridges, the unlicensed carts, right? Like that whole Atari versus Nintendo and yeah. them ripping off the 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 10 Nest code and making their own rabbit chip, you know, and basically circumventing their licensing to, to release games independently. The, they were the first unlicensed games. But I was very confused about how, how did 1, 2, and 3 come out on the black carts, but 1 came out on the gray cart and it dawned on me as I started to go through the timeline, right? This game came out in 88 and we'll talk about exactly when in a little bit yeah. on the NES, but they released all those in 88. Well, that was, it was late 88 when they, in that December of 88, when they finally figured out how to circumvent it, then they started putting out their own games until they were forced no longer to do that in 92. Yeah. So what happened is these came out licensed. They didn't like the licensing terms and all that stuff. So whatever they went, they were like, we're going to find a way around this. They did illegally. And then they put out their own games, so one, two, and they re-released they re-released RBI Baseball one in on their the own black, black cart. In there, and yeah. then they put two and then three, and then they got their ass shut down in nineteen ninety two. That omelet looks delicious. Okay, you gotta stop. You just you just ate like a half of a Taco Bell like ten minutes ago. Half of like an entire building? <laughs> yeah, kinda. Well, and that and those donuts. Okay. So did I though, so it's fine. I had the <laughs> other half. Yeah, we, we split it. <laughs> yeah, this was the first console game rbi baseball was the first console game that was licensed by the mlp mlbpa and what that means is you don't have team names because you're not licensed to that's the mlb license right yes. mlbpa means you can use the player names right and so everybody knows and i'm not trying to be sarcastic but so everybody knows from a sports standpoint if you're not a big sports person mlb of course is major league baseball which is they own the rights to all the team major league baseball teams yeah, all the franchises, the logos, all that stuff. The MLBPA is the Major League Baseball Players Association. Basically, that's the Baseball Players Union. So when you looked at RBI Baseball, that's why the names that are on that, those were licensed by the MLBPA or the names were able to be used right. by the MLBPA Players Association. So that's why you could see that. But then you would see the teams were Boston, California, Houston, Detroit. Right. Those were the different teams because they couldn't use 
the Boston Red Sox or the right. Detroit Tigers. You can't use or the trademark logos yeah. and names. Yes. So that's but they can an, use the players' names. Excellent segue. Because this game, the first game, featured eight teams in two divisions. Yes. Division one was Boston, California, Houston, New York. Division two was Detroit, Minnesota, St. Louis, and San Francisco. Why did they choose those teams? I don't know. These, they were just the majors. Those were the major cities. Nope. Oh. I, and I didn't know this until I read this. I did never. I never pieced this together. This game was programmed in 1987 originally, right? Yes. Naturally, it was. It was brought over here in 87. Yeah. Like, 1986 playoff teams, Boston, California, Houston, and New York. 1987 playoff teams, Detroit, Detroit Minnesota, Minnesota, St. St. Louis, San Francisco. Francisco. That's why. I thought that was very interesting. That is is interesting. So there were two, there were 10 total teams though, because they had all-star teams as well. Mm -hmm. So you have the American League and National League all-star teams. And on those teams were players that weren't available to play with in any other way. So like George Brett, who played for Kansas City, they, he wasn't on any of those teams. There were no Kansas yep. City team. Mike Schmidt, Mike Schmidt was the Phillies. Dale, yep, Dale Murphy, Andre Dawson. Those guys are all veterans. And then you had some of the younger guys like Conseco, McGuire, Galarraga, and Kevin Seitzer. I'm not sure how he made the list, but I'm like, eh, sure. okay. But, but he was an up and coming prospect in 1987. To be fair, he was. Yes. But they, but you could not play as any of those guys because they played for teams like the Expos or the A's or none of those, and they had not yeah. made the playoffs those two years. So this game was interesting because kind of one thing that they talked about in the development part where um, Yoshihiro there didn't wanted to give player different di- players different attributes. That's exactly what they did. So you have pitchers who are better because they have lower ERA or they have more stamina. Their attributes are they can, they can throw faster, they can curve the ball better, whatever it is. And you have runners that are you have runners that are faster like that that like you know some runners run faster than others. Although you can't really see, there's no way to determine that other than to use them. So, my, you could see that I think it was more. I think that was more when we played through. I think it was more prevalent in two that that was noticeable. Because I think about like so we were joking. Ricky Henderson was on one I'm of the teams you played. With. I'm gonna tell you. Yes, he was faster, he was on, and he seemed like substantially like he was. You, I think you got a like. Basically, it would have been a ground. It would have been an. It, uh, Everybody else gets out, but Ricky Henderson makes it to first base or second yeah. steals second base. So my question to you is. Who is the fastest runner in this game? Who would you say is the fastest runner? Looking at that, you know, these eight teams, and you can disregard the veterans because they're not any of them. Look at those eight teams that are part of this game. Who would you think is the fastest runner in this game? Oh, geez. Um, Another trivia time. I need a little clock or something for you here. Like a little sound. about this. As soon as I tell you, you're going to be upset. This is going to be so obvious once I tell you. Uh, Trammel. No. I'm just... Vince Coleman. Oh, yeah. And there's an, actually a video. It might be part of the stream over here that I got going. Yeah. It says, can you stop Vince Coleman on the bases in RBI baseball? He's like the Bo Jackson of RBI baseball where he's like, you can't, he's so fast, you can't stop him. Yeah. Like he gets on base and that's it, man. Like you're screwed. Unless you throw it to the cutoff guy. He's the Willie Mays Hayes of RBI baseball. No, no. The, he would absolutely make it if you may throw it to the cutoff guy I, like you did. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to all that in a minute. Too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, there's no difference in the fielding. All the fielding attributes are the same, which really sucks because, man, <laughs> the, the, you have some guys that it should be out there doing a little better than they do, and they're all so slow. Like, the fielding is so slow in this game. Also, one of the things that annoys me, I'm going to get into my personal experience with it, 
I hate baseball games where if you're controlling one guy, you're controlling two guys because oh, you're yes. trying to catch like a ground ball and you miss it and you're running them to the right. And then all of a sudden your your left fielder's who you need. And now he's all the way to the right and the ball goes to his left. And you're like, ah, no. Trust me, I, I had that happen a couple yeah, times. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> there are actual um, rules implemented in this game. So like, remember, Jay and I played this game and we played RBI baseball too. At one point, Jay tried to bunt with two strikes and it went foul and you were out. Yeah. So the interesting, you know, baseball rule that if you try and bump with two strikes and it's foul, yeah, it's a strike and you strike out. Yeah. But if you're not familiar with baseball rules, this is going to be boring. And it might be already anyway, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but there's no infi- infield fly rule, right? So the infield fly rule is if you hit the ball, uh, you know, uh, pop the ball up in the infield, you can't intentionally drop it. And you, the runner can be is safe. They don't have to advance, you know, all that, the whatever, yeah. you know, they, you're, you're automatically out is essentially what it is. Right. Yeah. So, uh, there's no infield fly rule. Walks equal hits in your box. Like at the end of the half innings, they show you a big scoreboard and they show you the, the box score across and then how many of things like hits or errors or walks or whatever it is. Walks count as hits. Oh. It was just, this is just in the first one. And errors count as hits even though the other team gets credited with an error. So it's both an error and a hit according to the game. Which in, in regular baseball, it's not. No, it would be error. one or the other. Yes. Correct. And then hitters who get like a you know, like maybe they've hit a base hit, but they're trying to get a double or triple and they get thrown out. That doesn't count as a hit (laughs) because my guess is because in the programming world, they never safely make it to a base. You never register that they're on first or second or third. So they can't count it as a hit. So they figured it out much later. (laughs) And uh, I want to talk about the next part. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'll I'll let you talk about the uh, next part here. I'm going to show a little bit of humility here. So they do have a mercy (laughs) rule. We learned the mercy rule playing well because, uh, (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, I, the first game we played was RBI baseball, and uh, I lost that game. Was it thirteen to two? Thirteen, 13 to, to one. one. Yes. In the fifth inning, and that's where fourth, we learned fourth inning. Fourth inning. That's where we learned there was <laughs> it just a mercy ended rule. after the bottom yeah, of the fourth. Like, and, like, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about this. Yeah. So I got smoked in that game. I was yes. atrocious. Now we also played RBI baseball too. You proved a hundred percent. Both ends. Yeah. Well, Basically. I still couldn't get past the cutoff guy. No. <laughs> My problem well, was you only gave up seven runs and you got two, including a bomb to dead center field. You hit a huge home hit, run. I hit the only home run in the you, game. You did. In both games. You did. The, 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 With Jay Buhner. <laughs> what the hell did you trade Jay Buhner for? <laughs> <laughs> he had 100 RBIs last year. He's got a rocket for an arm. You don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> Anyway, everybody out here is like, what the fuck? Now, they know I'm more about what I just said than they do yeah, <laughs> Jay Buhner, I promise you. Anyway, and sometimes player attributes are wrong. So, like, you were talking about Griffey. Remember, Griffey batted mm-hmm. right-handed when he's actually left-handed in, in RBI Baseball 2. In, the, in RBI yeah, Baseball 1. the whole topic of maybe it's his dad. And yeah, and then nope, it went, nope, he, he lefty too. That's left as well. So, yeah, George Brett hits left-handed in real life, but he hits right-handed in the game. And all switch hitters in the game bat left-handed exclusively huh. in that version of the game. Yeah. And then when we move into RBI Baseball 2 and 3, all the MLB teams become represented. And in RBI Baseball 3, there are actually different rosters of teams that you can choose from of specific teams. So like the Tigers, everybody had their 1990 roster, and some teams only had their 1990 roster. But someone like the Tigers, they had the 84 team, the 87 team, and the 90 team. The Royals had the 85 team because they won the World Series that year. Or the Brewers had the 83 team or whatever it was. You know, those, those types of things. But they still didn't. The, none of the games Orioles still had the rights to the Major League Baseball rights for the team. This is they still just MLBPA. Always, 
Yes. Yeah. It's it was, just the rosters and player names. It is not the team name. It was still Detroit. That did Boston, not change. Yeah. So that leads us to the music and sound on this game. I'm going to let you lead us in, and then we're going to get yeah. Tell us a little bit about who composed the music for this game. So all three games were composed by Norio. Norio Nagata. 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 Um, I actually put on here, a.k.a. Mr. N, because that's what was listed on his thing. And ironically, when I found uh, info on him, it wasn't a Wikipedia page, but it was similar. The image of him was like he was DJing at a rave. And Hell he was yeah. wearing a Star Trek uniform. Was Kissy there? Was he might have been. It was just like a picture of like just like the <laughs> DJ table and him. They were all blasted out on ecstasy. So yeah, <laughs> eating omelet rice, listening to I don't know the uh, future sounds of London or something. <laughs> well, that's what kind of rave you might have listened to in the late eighties, early nineties. I don't know. So, but he uh, he worked at Namco early on. Um, he also worked at KID. I don't know what that is. That was. Um, the Kindle image design, I think is what it was. I don't know what it was. No. It was just something Whatever. on there. And then he worked for, uh, it's Meldak, right? Yes, Meldak. And then he did Zombie Nation for that. Um, really, the main things he did that were probably the most notable or that anybody would know was the three RBI baseball games. Yeah. Which, I don't know, Zombie Nation. Think? Yeah, Zombie Nation. You know the shooter that takes place in 1989 where the head of a zombie flies around and shoots people? I don't even know what the hell goes on in that game. That game's fucked. Yes. It's not a surprise that that game did not sell well. So I do have to ask, though, what did you think about the music from the RBI series? Let me tell you something about this music. This shit, as the kids say, <laughs> slaps. Because you got that, then you get. Listen to that bass in there. But this isn't even the best one. The best one's coming up, buddy. Just let it ride. Give it a little air. Oh, he went up a step. Uh, Mr. N knows what's up. This is the guy who DJs raves. And then my personal favorite. I told you my stance on this. I feel like it's a dude playing a bass super high. Like he's got it just under his chin and he's finger he's finger picking it. And I've been listening to Mike go, doing that for the last three hours. Today. I love this song. You should be walking around going do 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 right into the mic. Yes. Do 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 well, thanks everybody for coming to the show tonight. You can't tell me that, like, the second I put that game on and that song came on, the guy was up to bat, you were like, holy shit. Yeah, that's a banger. This shit is funky. So, anyway. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to tell you. I, I love this. Song. It has all your... Ba- it's funny, too, because it's all your basic. It has, like, the chicken dance. It has, like, the... um, What's the walk? Whatever. Like, all the very popular songs that you would hear at a baseball game, there are bits and pieces of them in this game. And what we learned tonight playing... Um, Hold on. Uh, Go ahead. What we learned tonight playing RBI 3, you actually just, you pick two teams. You pick the Tigers and then you pick the Expos. Or Detroit and Montreal. In the opening, they play the National Anthem. That is correct. And then they played the Canadian National we, Anthem by, right after. By chance, we chose Montreal as the team we were playing against because we chose Detroit because the Tigers rule and everybody yeah. else can suck it. Even well, though they are, they are not very good. <laughs> <laughs> they are not very good. But uh, 
it played the national anthem and then it played the i was like what's it doing what's taking so long I'm like oh it's the canadian national anthem yeah, I see. which was kind of cool so this will go as long as we let it by the way that's what i love about it Did you like, did you put like a 45 minute version of it on there? God, I wish. No. We're done. We're just going to turn this up and go uh, home. I just figured out Thanks how the roadcaster actually works and I was able to loop it in here. So yes. it goes as long as I wanted right. to now. So let's let it run in the background for a minute. Jay, why don't you tell me about the funky release of this album? <laughs> I mean, uh, game. Yeah. Yes, I can. So all the release dates we have on, we have are just for uh, RBI baseball, not for two or three. So in Japan... Uh, it was released on the Famicom uh, by Namco, December 10th, 1986. Uh, it was also in Japan on the arcade for Atari. Before you get too far down that road. Easy. What a weird time. Wait a minute. Well, I never thought about this. December 10th, 1986 seems like a weird time to put out a baseball game. The only reason I can see that you would do it is... Is that the summer solstice? There's, there's two reasons you'd do it. As far as I know, like the only thing, there's two reasons. Number one, Christmas rush. Yes, two weeks you know, before Christmas. People are scamp, you know, they're looking for, for games to buy for Christmas. When is, no, they're in the Northern Hemisphere. I, I was being smart. Yes, I, was like, what, I was thinking to myself, they don't have like summer in January. No. Like, well, I'm like sitting here thinking, like, why would it be in December? What a weird time. I mean, to sell games maybe, but like. This seems like the kind of game that would come out like in May or something to me. Like, you know, like right as the season's about to start, April or March or something. Not not uh, not December. doesn't seem like uh, you want to put your new baseball game out in December. I don't know. Anyway, tell me about the arcade version. You really had nothing with that. It was just a random. That was it. Oh. There was no lead up to anything. Oh, I, I thought you literally curious. like had a story. You're like, that's all there is to the story. That's it. I, was, I don't understand why you put a baseball game out the. In, I, think in, the in Christ, the I think the Christmas theory it's is all I can a come up really with. good idea. It's all I can come up with. So, and I don't know, what, what's, what's the Japan leagues? Do they run the same in, do they run parallel to? That's my point. Wouldn't they have to? I'll look it up. Why don't you look that up while we're talking? So, but yeah, the Japan, uh, the you arcade. You mean the Yaku leagues? Yes. Uh, the Japan, um, wow, in Japan, the arcade that was released under Atari, it came out in September of 87. Then in U.S. NES, it was under Tengen, which was subsequently previously Atari. Uh, came out in June of nine. Subsidiary of yes. the Atari. Um, came out in June of nineteen ninety eight, and then Australia. See now that makes sense to me though. What? Oh, June. Yeah, yeah. It came out in season. June. The Nippon Professional Baseball Organization. Opening days March twenty fifth. They're on the same schedule we are. Oh, okay. Good. So. September's a good time too because that's playoff season. Yeah, well, yeah. So the arcade that was that was smart too. You could get the traded series of the game. Yeah. So, but then in Australia, um, for the Nintendo, um, it was released under HES. They released all the games in Australia. Okay, okay. It was Home Entertainment System. I forget what it is. They there's a whole subset of NES games by HES that are from Australia. Just, oh, okay. And I will say, RBI Baseball Three seemed like a tough one to find because yeah. it was one of the few ones I was able to look up and see a box of, and I was like, ooh, that looks expensive. So that one came out in 89, 1989. Yeah. So, and then as far as the reception goes. Yeah, let's talk about the reception of this game. Yeah. You want, you want to take that, that tiger? So this game sold 
just over 2 million copies worldwide, which made it the 28th best-selling NES slash Famicom game ever. I want you to guess be- what two games is it wedged between? This is just a guess. I don't expect you. No one's going to know this. Robbie knows because I talked to him about it yesterday. One of them is behind me. I know what you're thinking. It's not Mike. No, Mike was too late. That was late. My, it was what two years after year? After? No, it's not that it has to do with how many it sold. Oh, okay. It's the twenty eighth best selling game. So the twenty seventh and the twenty ninth were what? I'm gonna say Pit might have something to do with that. Really? Nope. Dragon Warrior then. Yep. Okay. So Dragon Warrior. Or Dragon, Dragon Warrior Dragon was the twenty ninth. Yes. Twenty Dragon Quest was the twenty ninth best selling. Two million copies. One point five million in Japan. Five hundred thousand given away. In the United States. And I would, if I'm going to guess 27th, and I, I know it's wrong. It's a random guess. It's a Nintendo published game. Oh, I, but it's not a black box game. See, I, then I would have missed. I was going to say Kung Fu. It was developed by Rare. It involved remote control cars and a profession. RC Pro-Am. Yeah. So RC Pro-Am was the 27th best-selling game for the NES of all time. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. And the 29th best was Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest, right? And uh, this was smack dab in the middle at 2.05 million copies sold. So that takes us to the LJM game ratings. Ba-ba-da-ba. This game also won some awards. I don't really know. People, one of them, people liked it. That's, the, <laughs> that's my summary. I played the shit out of this game. We'll talk about that in a minute. So are we going in order on the list here? Or Let's go in order of the list this time. Okay. All right. It's that time. I guess we got to call Robbie. Yep. We did have some audio difficulties earlier, so if Robbie only comes from one side of your speaker while you're listening yeah, to this, Yeah, I'm not sure what that's it's, about. It's, our, it's, it's us. Cool. Oh, hey, it works. Hello. And now, the Grip King of Chicago. <laughs> while you're snoozing, he's schmoozing. The one and only. Hey, bits from Robbie Coleman, everybody. I'm bad. <laughs> Mr. Coleman, how are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? Good. Jay just found Jay? out today that you have a you have a second Instagram account. He has no idea about. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I'm a pretty private dude. Yeah, yeah. He said, "What's this secret Instagram account with Robbie all over?" I was like, "You mean the other one with this dog and skateboarding videos?" Like, yeah, what you-, you, you mean? You mean my personal one that I don't want all these fucking hobbyist nerds to find out about? Oh, oh we'll edit this out. It's a- <laughs> no, it's it's okay. I got no shame. I got nothing to hide. Okay. I have nothing to hide. Ooh, man. Like, I mean, God. I basically started a bit supremacy because I didn't want to irritate all my normal people that's, friends that didn't give a shit about video games. That's what I did my too. Video game content because I'm like, hey, I, I'm. It's like oppressive how nerdy I am with all that. So like, they would be bummed out. But oh yeah, I guess I could see that. A lot of my friends are like into it and they're aware that I have the separate video game page and stuff. They're like, you know, whoever's down is down, but I don't want to just shove that in everyone's faces all the time. So. Yes, I did the same thing when I did the 
when I was doing the beer stuff, I had a different, I had a different one for yeah, that because I would it, post beer stuff all the time. Nice to what, categorize it and keep it, you know, isolated yeah. like that. I don't, know. I don't. Know. That's just me. Listen, and a lot of my friends didn't want to see that. They didn't care. Clark Kent isn't out there waving Superman in everybody's face. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Perfect analogy, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, perfect. how are you, sir? I'm. I think you already asked that, but I'm well. Good and and uh, so <laughs> thanks for thanks for making me feel so a, stupid. I didn't mean to be a dick. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm done asking the questions. Jay, you ask them. How are you, no, Robbie? I, 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. How was your birthday? Actually, I got I to ask you about that. I haven't talked to you. Yeah, yeah. Birthday was good. good. Did we? When was the last time we recorded? What, what was the last episode? It was two weeks it was ago. Typing, typing of the, of the dead, dead, baby. Oh yeah, it was the day before your birthday. My bad. My bad. Yeah, no, birthday was good. Saw Tears for Fears, uh, garbage open. It was very like old person show. We had to drive out to the Burbs and we sat in an outdoor auditorium. The show itself was good. Um, Tears for Fears played a lot of songs that were great, and then a lot of songs that were awful. They kept alternating between the two, and it was really weird because everybody would stand up and all excitedly every time they play a good song and then play some boring like jam band song and everybody would like slowly sit down again. Yeah, we did talk- they play Everybody Wants to Rule the World? They did. I mean, they play everything, I they play everything that everybody wanted to hear inevitably, but like oh, they, kept okay. alternating. they kept alternating and I was like, God, this is so annoying. I'm like, My- I want them to like, play like a block of good songs. That'd be cool. Yeah, right. when I went to see, like I, I, I attributed to like, not that Tears for Fears is <laughs> Paul McCartney, but like you go see Paul McCartney, it's like here's some stuff from my latest record or here's some stuff from the eighties or nineties. And then like the last half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever, it's just wall to wall hits. Right. I don't understand why you would be like, <laughs> like here's uh here's everybody wants to rule the world or here's a uh, sowing the seeds of love. And then they're like, and here's a new one off our new album. It's like, Dude, get off the stage. One of those new ones off whatever album was like so ridiculous and like long and all over the place that my my lady was like, "Is this a fucking Spinal Tap song?" And she was like, <laughs> the Jazz Odyssey. So it was good. The bass player wrote it. <laughs> well, yeah. It sh- in theory, it should have been good if it was a Spinal Tap song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's it's just a buzzkill because you're like, this is awesome. I'm sitting back down now. Okay, we're back yeah. to awesome again. Like, why not just be awesome all at once? It's I, fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna earn a lot of flack right now. Yeah. No new stuff. Get to the working overtime part. I was just thinking when you said the whole Paul McCartney thing. I'm like, I'm thinking here's 99 percent of the songs from Wings. Yeah. Hey man, Wings sucked. Look, the only good Wings song is the one that Guns and Roses covered. Jets good. Wings suck. <laughs> Look, man, your all your credibility for music went out the window when you accidentally played a Counting Crows song earlier. First of all, it wasn't an accident. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start there. Yes. <laughs> Second of all, I'll give you my top twenty albums of all time, and their first album's in it. But that's about the only album of that type that would be in it. <laughs> the rest of their stuff I don't care for, but their first album is amazing. We need to do yeah, that you're in more the chat. We'll do that in the chat. A, you're more of a blues traveler kind of guy. I understand. You know, I mean, I learned I learned from the best there, Nickelback. Hey, man, Run, <laughs> running around, running around. I, uh, I thought it was pretty good with how quick I responded. No, birthday was cool. I always keep my birthday pretty low key. Not many people even knew about it aside from you guys, just because by happenstance. And now we're telling here. the world. <laughs> yeah, you dumb right. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, I haven't even been drinking tonight. 
not much else interesting has happened since. Uh, one weird thing, completely random, happened. A, this isn't the weird thing. This is a totally normal thing. But I discovered a bar that's in walking distance from my apartment has one arcade machine in it. Guess what it is, yeah. Jay. Guess what the one take arcade a, machine take, is. Take a wild guess at what it is. Mortal Kombat. Which one? one? of Three. Mortal Kombat. Which one? Yeah. Ultimate. Yes. 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 And I was like, damn, because I've been like searching the city high and low, going to all these like pretty subpar barcades, finding like a nice UMK3 to play on. I found a few different bars in the city, and they kind of sucked. There's something wrong with one side or whatever. But this one's right down the street from me. And I was like, holy shit. So I got right under my nose. Like I, A friend of mine told me about it. Slipping. Was that the jackhammer? What? No, don't, listen don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Okay. <laughs> don't listen to him. I didn't hear it anyway, so... Yeah, we're good. Go we're on, good. move we're on. Good. This will get we're edited out. Move on. So, Just move on. The fucking bar had a fucking UMK3 machine. That's cool. I met up with a homie there just to play some rounds and like it worked well. So I'm like, cool. Walking distance from my, my place, like a, a solid UMK3 cab to play on when I feel like it. Great. When we were in there, the bartender is like old punk dude is like covered head to toe in patches. Oh, like yeah. I remember he was this like, now. hey, you guys like you like the game? You like old games, man? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, you ever hear of a game called Crime City? And I was like, actually, yeah. Like an old, like arcade. It's like an old beat em up. I think we, we had it at Logan Arcade for a little bit, but it's not there anymore. Um, it was like belonged to somebody else. That doesn't matter. But I recognized, I knew what he was talking about, which is, and he was like, I'm, I, you know, all the, the punk guy getting punched in the face with a mohawk uh, on the uh, marquee. That That's me, man. That was me. Like, I was like, holy shit, man. Like, when did that game come out? He's like, I... I 87, 88? 86. Yeah. Or something like that. Based on the graphics good. of that arcade cabinet, 86, 87, 88. Yeah, there's, there's one at yeah. uh, Galloping Ghost. Yeah, 86, I think, is what he said. And I was like, wow, man. Like, he's pretty fucking old, but, like, he just old punk guy still bartending he still had the mohawk and he's like check it out man he like took his head off and like flopped this little mohawk around for me i'm like can i take a picture of you man because like, i got a friend who would appreciate this and he's like yeah sure and like he talked about it he's like yeah they gave us they roped a few of my buddies in like and he started pointing all the guys out on the marquee he's like that's skinhead joe and that's so and so he's like was just saying but he's a names. good skinhead like, he's not a nazi skinhead he was one of the no, good ones a good, he's a good, yeah one of the good ones but like he was just saying all the stuff like yeah they paid us 800 bucks for the day, we like got to eat as much pizza and have as much beer as we wanted and play all the games at the warehouse, and then that was it. And then, That'd like, be awesome. he forgot to mention that he was also the that was also the crew hired to clean the whole place up, too. Like, we they were there to clean it up, but we'll just take some pictures of you at the same time. Shit, I don't even want the $800. <laughs> They'd give me pizza and beer and video games, I would have been down. Yeah, no, he got some. Well, yeah, like, shit, keep the eight hundred dollars. I'm good, time. I'll take it. But, uh, a, yeah, I was like, wow, this is a really random factoid. B, I'm sure you've told the story to so many people and they don't give a shit. They don't even know what the hell you're talking about. I barely knew what Crime City was like until a few years ago. You're the you're the target market. Yeah, I (laughs) really was. Prime demographic. I was like, hey man, I was like, I actually appreciate this story. You know, I I slipped him an extra two dollars for his tip, and he's like, oh man, I got I got more stories I can make up for you on the spot, (laughs) man. He's all excited. Uh, So that was weird. I used to hang out with Abe Froman. He pulled. He made me pull. He, I started like pulling up 
you know, images on my phone so he could, he could point himself out to me from the artwork. And then like, there's like a huge promo flyer with a dude with a purple Mohawk for crime city for like arcades to yeah. like buy the game and yep. put it in the arcade. And he, he's like on it. He's like, yeah, that's me. That's me. And like, they, they singled him out for like the ad. That's awesome. So that guy bartends the place just down the street that has Ultimate World Combat 3 yet. So I will be so what chatting with him more. What you're saying is, I need to come into town and just come hang out and play Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and hang out for the dude from the arcade yeah. cabinet. Yeah, <laughs> hang out with the, the Crime City Mohawk punk guy. So that, that's, that, that, that's the random weird thing that happened to me in the last week that was like, well, only me, right? And yeah, like, well... Know. You, Robbie, you have the best stories. You thrust yourself into these situations. You well, know? It, like I was saying in the last episode, like Chicago's just like a you know, forever a video game town. So like literally people are just everywhere. It just seems that way. I think like, it's just your Mortal Kombat stories are what are great to me. Because all I think about well, is this one now. Keep, you need to call popping up. You need to call that bar and be like Do you have <laughs> Mortal Kombat for Sega Genesis? <laughs> I should keep calling. I should probably do some version of that. <laughs> Will you I'm try to buy the cabinet? To I'm buy, the- buy the cabinet because I do want to try to fucking work an angle to buy the cabinet. Yeah, That's like my ma- my master plan now to try to be like, because I was already shaking this guy down. I was like, hey, where'd this machine come from? Like, that's kind of, I think, how we started talking. And yeah. uh, to begin with, so I was like, hey, ooh. he's like, oh, some old, some Polish lady owns it and rents it to it. Uh, he was telling me who I couldn't make sense of the story too much because. He's a, he liked to ramble and well anyway but you're always working like, an angle you're always schmoozing like me you're like always but i was but, like well maybe this so dive john, bar will come off this machine if i dangle money in front of their face john's like, out there listening isn't. john's out there listening yeah. tell him about the person that owns the place it's yeah so it's a, an old polish woman so john let's get your wife over here <laughs> we can start talking to each other in polish about broken uh umk exactly. cabinet to me and I don't know. I have no idea how this plan to form, but just get her over to Chicago. We'll figure something out. Yeah, it's funny. All right. So anyway, let's, anyway, let's sorry, get to, no, you're good. This this is why we're here. So uh, let's talk a little bit about RBI baseball. I want to hear about your personal experiences with it, and then your rating on this game. Sure. Um, I love RBI baseball dearly, in a nostalgic sense. Um, is one of the games I borrowed from a kid in my neighborhood back in the day. I later graduated to um, play Bad News Baseball, which I it's my favorite baseball game on the NES and one of my favorite games in general on the NES. Not bad. Um, besides Bad Dudes. Um, I thought you said Bad yeah, Dudes Baseball, not Bad News Baseball. Oh, that that would be insane. <laughs> oh my god, bad bad dudes baseball. Bad dudes Data baseball. East. We got I gotta do a ROM hack. We gotta do a ROM I hack. I mean I I think Data East made bad dudes baseball, right? No, it's Tecmo. I'm I'm poser alert. It's Tecmo. I'm poser alert. He says. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Ooh. Uh, Car- cold Karnov are you could bad be enough the, dude to bunt. Cold Karnov could be <laughs> the uh cleanup hitter. Yeah, are you a bad new a bad enough dude to bunt on the third strike? That's right. That's that's tough, man. Jay did it, and he got struck out. I did. That's yeah. you, that's not that's not something you trifle with. You either do it or you don't. I kind of you did better on that both games. Yeah, that's just saying. I can't go help ahead, Robbie. Sorry. Are. What are we talking about again? Oh yeah, RBI know. baseball. <laughs> bad so, dudes. I love the game. I definitely played bad news baseball, and then my next door neighbor, who's 
I always reference in the show, the Instagrammer formerly known as Cartman again, who I still know to this day. He had Little League Baseball, which was the basically baseball stars, but just like Little League version. Also, by the way, I'm getting distracted because someone's lighting up the fucking group text. I guess. You got to knock it off. You know, it's texting. not me. It's not John, me. John, retro game enthusiast. He's distracting me. Knock it off. <laughs> it's all part, of, it's all my, part of his plan. Trying to tell my coming of age baseball <laughs> NES game. This is an important therapeutic moment in my life. You yeah. have to listen. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, damn no it. I care. Anyway, RBI, RBI was great until I discovered Bad News Baseball, and then that just kind of took over. But I still love it. And recently, I actually had time to play some games. So I popped in RBI Baseball last week, and I ran through the whole thing, and it was great. The main drawback was the fielding, where I was like, because I'm just like so used to being able to dive and jump for for balls, and you just yes in, in the baseball in the baseball game, not in real life. In RBI Baseball and, One, you can't do any of that stuff. You just plod yeah, along in your chubby little uniform. It's pretty debilitating because you're just like, oh, it's like right there, and you just can't. You hit, you mash B, and you're trying to do you, nothing. Exactly. You want to dive. You know, if you dive, you'd get it, but you can't. You're just slowly walking towards the ball. I mean, I, I, I adjusted and I, I played through a whole season, which, mind you, you have to do if you want to get through a whole season. You have to do it all in one sitting. That is correct. There's no, there's no saves. There's no passwords. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like by like the. Fifth game, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like a fucking trudge." RBI like, Baseball One had no save or password system of any way to continue. Two and three both did, and I believe they were just passwords, right? They when were. When you're playing it, like, yeah, that's probably like the fifth or sixth game. You keep hearing that same music that loops the dun 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 that just goes on and on and on and on and on and it never lets up did you they they correct they corrected that in two and three as you were explaining earlier what about that music in three can we talk about that that's awesome it's amazing but the game that's my next point but those two games are not as awesome as one like the charm somehow is not as prevalent in two and three as it is in one no i agree because two and three to me are more like baseball stars or little league baseball they feel more polished they change the sprites to be like skinnier dudes they look like, like baseball players chubby guys. They, yeah they look, they, like baseball players. <laughs> they look more like cal ripkin and less like greg luzinski or steve balboni <laughs> steve balboni. right Anyway, so what would you what would you rate this uh, game? Uh, well, revisiting it, I still had a blast because I'm like a sucker for any baseball game, game ever. Yeah, I, I always eat them up. Yeah, any game ever, really. Uh, a four? I was kind of bummed now that I'm going first here, so I can't just really like bounce off someone else's score and have it affect me in a positive way, but I, I I'm feel- give it four because it's like it's pretty timeless, but like it has its issues, but contextually speaking, a fantastic baseball game for for what it is. Like I would play it over on you know, fifteen other baseball games on the NES probably, so I don't know. Yeah, four. Uh, I mean the redundant music gets irritating when you're having to slog through a whole season. There, all in one sitting. There are still and a, most yeah. of the, the most important negative drawback is there's no Chicago team to choose, which always bothered me. 
But now I know why, because you explained it. They're yep. like playoff teams. Isn't it funny how... sucks. <laughs> Easy. I was, I was like irritated. I was like, oh, why can't you choose a Chicago team? It's like a major city. That was always that, the thing. Was Robbie, like, goddammit, they had the Bulls. Well, listen. Listen, you got no, no, stop. You got the Bears in Tecmo Bowl, and we got the yeah. Tigers, not even the Tigers, in in RBI yeah. baseball because that was one of the things that always irritated me. I'm like, That's I want to be fucking Barry Sanders. I want to be Barry That's Sanders. Couldn't be Barry Sanders. Detroit. Detroit was my go-to all the time. That's yep. what I chose again. Yep. So, so well, perfect. I, I'm not even. I, I I'm never. Full disclosure, I'm not like a baseball fan. Like in general, I love baseball video games, but I don't like know much about baseball i never like played i played it as a kid but i like, don't care about it i don't follow it as an adult it's just like i just like the game i like the way i like the rudimentary design how they're all kind of just had the same game mechanics overall that were founded I, by like man who, who even made the first like baseball video game like they all seem to follow that same formula we're just like for feeling you just hold up to throw to second base, you right, throw base, all that stuff. It was know. the copycat era of development. <laughs> it was it funny worked. because I was playing this game and I was doing things. I was like, this is what you do in baseball stars. I think this is what you do in RBI. I can't remember. And it was like, yep, it was the same stuff. Let me press up and B and that might jump. Yep. Oh, it did. I jumped up to get the ball. <laughs> One thing I noticed at some point when I was playing it was there, like a force out didn't work. It like maybe uh, like the programming errors at times we talked like, about I, I, sw- I swear to god like i threw to second like to do a force out because there's somebody already hitting first and it didn't fucking trigger the out because mm-hmm. I, I tried to make a double play and i threw it away and i was like what they, the fuck they call that the fuck out. they call that the jay Hale because jay jay kept cutting off his own throws oh my god <laughs> he was trying to throw to second to throw me out on, on a, you know trying to steal and it got cut off by the pitcher or that time remember <laughs> he threw it to third base <laughs> And the pitcher was standing like right in front of the base and oh, cut yeah. the ball off. I would have been out by a mile, but the guy caught it. And then you're like, what the fuck just happened? And I'm like, you cut it off. You're in the way of the ball. <laughs> One of the things we loved the most about this game was how if you're like, if you have a runner on second base and the pitcher tries to like, you know what we talk about? Stole my thunder. Go All ahead. Right. Nope. I'll edit. No, no, you said I, you nope, said I'm leaving it out. I'm leaving it out. Do it. No, nope, that's talk fine. About it. I'm done. I can't. I won't talk about it. Talk about nope, it. that's your stuff. Anyway, 4.0, got it. <laughs> uh, that's a good score. In conclusion. Yes, in conclusion. Sorry, sorry, hold on. Let's do it over. So, in conclusion. Talking me? <laughs> I was leading you in. Oh, in conclusion. This is going to be impossible to edit with the music being played in the background. <laughs> I just realized. I can't oh, edit it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So in conclusion, what I wrote down my little notepad here on my phone is RBI Baseball is a bare-bones baseball game that has enough charm to maintain its status as a classic. Sorry, I paused there. My phone went blank. That's pretty good. <laughs> Let me say that again. So in conclusion... RBI Baseball is a bare-bones baseball game that has enough charm to maintain its status as a classic to this day. I just added that in there at the end of it, well, to this day. I heartily endorse this event or product. More or less. <laughs> exactly. That's what, that's what that just sounded like. <laughs> Go ahead. The one I always played on the nostalgic for was the, uh, the little black tension cart. Uh, it's funny because we had we had the gray cart. 
because I, I'm older, right? That was the one that came out first. The Tengen cards uh, didn't come out until 88, yeah. late 80, really actually early 89 was when you started seeing them. So mm-hmm. I was already playing RBI baseball in 88 before that. And uh, we all had the gray cart because again, definitely my first experience of a, a Tengen black cartridge. And then yes, what the hell is this? It works in my, my Nintendo. So whatever. Yeah. Who cares? It works. Cares, it works. Like the you kid know, mentality. But, uh, all right. Um, but when I played it the other week, I, uh, threw the old, the old gray, just, you know, yep. Cover, all, cover all my bases. Ah, 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 Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, who's turns next? <laughs> oh, wait. I, I don't know if I talked about, uh, Matteo coming down. Matteo came down here. Oh, that's right. And yeah. Matteo made it down to. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's did, it. Did you smoke him on Ultimate Mortal Kombat? No, he went. He came and took a video of me beating uh, MK2 a million times, though, in the flesh, a live, a live beating of the game. I think it would have been better if you guys would have actually played each other. He doesn't know how to play fighting games. He's like outspoken about it. He's like, I don't know how to play that shit. Um, yeah, he doesn't care. But he came down. Him and his lady came down to Logan in the, for the first time ever. And Caitlin, he fell in love with the, this pinball machine that he now wants to buy, which is like thousands of dollars. Yeah, he told me about it. <laughs> Yeah, he's like obsessed with it. Yeah, and, uh, we ended up getting that big top one or whatever he wanted. He got the other one, but it was cheap. Those—that's yeah. an old electro you know mechanical. Like it's, it's, it's the collector sickness. I mean, he saw a new one that he wants. He's yes. like, oh, I want that. One. Yeah, I gotta have that one now. That's the one I really want. Yeah, All right, man. The big big top was totally, totally last week. Yeah, that's that's theater, old news. Theater of Magic is totally this week. More like big oh. plop. Yeah. Wow. What is this, the fucking, uh... Nope. Matty Ice podcast now or something? Oh! Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, that's right. Shots Six fired. Turns. Damn. Oh, oh, the reason I shot... I, I fired those shots is because I tuned into one and only podcast. So there is the one that Cleb uh, was on, Jason Clevenger. Yeah, yes. And when I tuned in, all they were doing was talking about, like, sucking nuts and fucking tasting nuts and stuff. Because it, <laughs> it, it was a fucking podcast about, like, food or like they had someone someone is eating mixed nuts and they thought it was hilarious that they do make, like they make like nut nut tasting puns for like an hour and i yeah. was like this sucks Turn it off let's we'll talk offline about all that <laughs> <laughs> all right. and i'm a little, a little salty with maddie at the moment he, he's he's on my uh shit list because he he ghosted me after bothering me about trying to buy some like spider-man n64 box of manual and i like when dug into my bin, took photos for him and all this stuff, and then he just like left me hanging, and totally ghosted me. And I was like, "All right, you're not buying this anymore." Yeah, he's. I'm not, I'm not selling to you anymore. He had a lot of life transition stuff going on for a period there. It might have been in that where he was getting a new job and moving out of his now ex fiance's house, and then moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he had a lot of that all happening at once, so it may have occurred around that time. So, yeah. John says, ha salty nuts. What's that? Wait, ex-fiance? He's like 24? Yeah. Damn. Yep. And actually, uh, his girlfriend Sarah was in our chat earlier. And she's awesome. I love her. She finally made it over to the house for the party. It was nice to see her. So, all right, man. Let's let's talk soon. I'm sure I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to start any podcast beef here, you know, but... (laughs) I love Maddie and what my experiences with him. I just felt like uh, busting his balls. That's all. Yeah. Well, oh, he, they know we love him. He deserves it. 
Mark, yeah, Mark and does. Matt, Mark and Matt are great guys. We, yeah, we they, love. I don't know. I don't know the other guy at all, but Matty, I just like plus balls. Mark's a good dude too. He's he's you, I, like him. He's a good. Yeah, dude. he is. He is. Cool. All right. Uh, I'll see you later. I'm not gonna take up any more of your time. Later, guys. Bye. Bye, Robbie. Yeah. See ya. I couldn't find the button in time to lead him out. <laughs> that was a bit supremacy, Robbie Cohen. You are. I'm bad. Yeah, you're bad. <laughs> I couldn't. That was horrible. okay. It's these. It's these. <laughs> it's these new dentures. <laughs> These new dentures. Are we going? You going next? I guess I'm on the list. You said yeah, we're going down the yeah, list. I didn't say that. You asked, and I said I don't care. Or I might have said yes. I'll go back and edit it later. I'll tell you what I said. I don't remember. Sure, why not? Yes. Okay. You talk. I'm gonna. You want something to drink? No, I'm good. I'm still nursing I'm a little, it. A little of this guy left. I. So I'm good. Go, go ahead. ahead. Do your thing. So. No, I. Uh, for mine, a lot of it kind of mirrors what Robbie was saying. Yep. Wolf art that uh it's just it's it's a it they're fun like they're a great game so um just basing it off the art just uh, the original rbi baseball it, it for what the game was at the time it was a great game um of course two and three definitely made improvements not a huge difference between two and three other than some of the music but it was it, they were still a big change you had a lot of, it seemed a lot more, I don't know, like the sprites in RBI baseball were kind of dumpy and bubbly, where the the sprites in uh, two and three were more human looking or more baseball player looking. So, um, yeah, you were getting something to drink, weren't you? I don't know what he's doing. Okay. But uh, as far as the game goes for me, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I, I was terrible at it, clearly, since Mike smoked me at it, and he's not much better at games than I am. Listen, I'm going to tell you, okay? To be fair, I didn't go to school as much as you. I spent a lot of time at home playing video games. Yeah, well. This was one of them, or at least a derivative therein of this. Yes. A Nintendo baseball game, like to Robbie's point, all kind of controlled the same. So the amount of time I spent playing baseball stars translated very well here it was like when we uh played basketball i'm not nearly as thin or agile as i used to be but i can still move and get to the ball and yeah. i can shoot and i can lay it up because i knew how to do that stuff 30 years ago i might blow my knee out doing it today but i still kind of know how to do it it's no different with this game actually i kind of i feel like i that translates good for me too because at one point when we were playing basketball tom and i were both directly under the hoop i shot it didn't even touch the hoop <laughs> You then were like, Tom shot it and did he hit the hoop, but we were literally, we probably could have just jumped up and put it. Like, you were lay, you were in layup range. Like you were standing right next to the basket. Yeah. With nobody around you. And you missed the entire basket. And then Tom you came and grabbed it and you did the layup it. and did the and same. He, he biffed it. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Robbie says, uh, there was a, a replay feature in two and three, which oh, yeah. we got to see your home yeah. run. Remember? Oh yeah. Or also when you cut it off that one time. That one was hilarious. That was the best one. 
So anyway, all right. So well, Jay, what you know, where would you put this game? Like you talk a little bit about how it plays, what it looks like. What what do you, what would you rate this game? Based I, off just RBI baseball, the original. Yeah. Um, I'd go four. If I wow. was going with wow. two or three, I probably would I honestly I'd probably do a four point five. But we're going off the original, so I'm doing a four. I could see that. Four point okay. five and a couple of the reasons and I I I, did, I, I yelled at you for trying to steal my thunder with it, but a couple of the reasons... Don't say I, that because I'm going to edit it out. Oh, it's fine. A couple of the reasons I, I would go a little slightly higher is the humor aspect <laughs> for me Man. on two and three is <sighs> you got a guy on base. He was on second base, and I'm st- we're sitting there, and I just looked up, and I'm like, why does your dude look like he's like MC Hammer? Yeah, like he was like doing the MC Hammer dance, like the da-da-da-da. Well, Can't touch this or whatever. We should explain, right? Like... When you're sitting there and the pitcher has not pitched the ball, the batter will stand there in two and three, and he'll kind of wiggle the bat a little yes. bit. But what also happens is the runner is, if you're, he's on first or second or third, or whatever it is, you can see him in that window, right? And he'll move like left and right. But the way he's posing and the way that he moves, he moves all together. Like not yes. his whole body moves the whole way, one way or the other. So when he does it, it looks like he's doing the MC Hammer dance. The, yes. The, but it, it, I'm sh- the the point of it is when you watch a baseball game, when the guy's leading off, he's normally leaning. He's going with his the hands other. on his knees, and he's kind of like sliding it's over. The, it's it's ergonomically the right pose. Yes, it just but, looks like he's doing the hammer dance because he's moving. But when you do moving. it, you don't move like a crab, yes. right? Like it's like a, all everything's moving all at once. That and then hands down the best is you can attempt to pick players off. <laughs> Yes. That are on base because the guys will lead off and you can steal bases. So you can you can hit B in the you know, up for second base, right, right for right the for first, left for third. Keep yeah. them on base. So you can you keep can throw the ball. And the best is hands down, I think I did it about seventy five times. My, you had a guy on second base. And if you he would lead you'd wait he'd stand there and lead off. And when he did and you'd throw the ball to second, the the base runner would like superman back to the base <laughs> and it's hilarious like if you haven't if if, if it he doesn't dives make it, you in have, this manner where it looks like he's diving back like head first slide into the base right but he doesn't like but slide not, or move he his just arms flies are right yeah and he like it, it just looks like he's flying back like he's like yeah it looks like he's supermaning back uh, to the base and also the other the, the other variant of that was when they would slide feet first and it looked like they were karate kicking into the base with oh like, yeah ah! yes <laughs> yes it looked I like enjoyed the that cover of kickmaster yes it, it very much did like a very small 8-bit pixelized version of it yes so but very, i digress my overall score is a four very very good so Sir, it's your turn. You want me to go? Well, you're next on the list. Okay, so I'll go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm giving this game a four. It's funny. It's funny. Robbie was worried. Well, Robbie was worried that he was over or undergrading it. I think four is right in the wheelhouse for me because it pushes all the buttons from a nostalgia perspective for me because I did play this game and, and it led me to like Robbie's story about playing RBI baseball and then moving on to bad news or bad dudes baseball, whichever I forget which one. (laughs) Like I have the similar story with baseball stars because RBI baseball was like the first baseball game I got my hands on where I was like, Oh my God, these are the real players. Okay. Like this guy actually hits better because of this or, you know, because he has better stats or whatever it may be. So I, I did love RBI baseball and we did start with the great cart and we'll get into the collecting part of it after this. But, but ultimately uh, the game has, you know, Robbie kind of said what I wanted to say as he relates to the 
the charm of the game, right? Like we talked about the sprites in two and three and how they look more human-like, right? Like more yeah. like baseball stars. As the game evolved, as people understood how to program for the NES better, things looked different and better, right? Same hardware, different programming and, and all that stuff. But man, they just, the, those those fat dudes out there running around playing baseball and RBI baseball, they all look exactly the same. It's just, I just love it, right? And uh, the, the negatives to me were kind of the same as his. The fielding, you can't dive. Everything's slow. Guys all kind of move together. The music is super repetitive. It's like the same song forever. It's, it's you know, but it's it's fine. It, you know, so the 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 positive, again, the fat guys, right? Like, yes. like, they're, like they're, they're all kind of chubby looking and they have no definition at all what they are. And then and then the, um, the attributes, I, I thought those were positives. But I think the game is still fun to play. Um, one story I do want to tell about it from a personal experience perspective was when we first got this game, and it was 88. I mean, I had, I know it was 88. Um, we remember watching the, the world series that year. We, we played this game a great deal before and after, but the, we had a house rule for this game and the house rule was you could only, you could only pitch down the middle. You could not curve the ball. You could not speed the ball up or slow the ball down. You must press the button. Just today, you, have you just hit a, and the ball the would come out like a. regular, normal, not fastball, not change up speed, and you could not curve it left or right because we were like, this is too fucking hard. You know what I mean? It was just too hard. Like when somebody's controlling the pitches, you know, not the pitcher, like the computer, but your friend, you're like, I can't hit any of this shit. You know, so we, we did that and we would have some very, we would have some very high scoring games because of it, but it was a lot of fun. I just always will remember that to this day that, that we would, we would do that. So yeah, I'm giving this game a four. I think it is still a fun game. I, I still pick it up and play it from time to time. I've never gone through an entire season. I need to, you know, I was too busy playing one and two and three, whatever, trying to do research for the show, but I, I will, because this is a game that I get on on a regular basis and play not as much as baseball stars. Baseball stars is one we'll do someday because that is my favorite. Like that is my favorite baseball game. It's, it's they Howard Phillips and another guy wrote a book about his experiences at Nintendo. Okay. This is an offshoot of the story, but in it, if you were, if you did a certain level of the Kickstarter, right? If you donated a specific amount to get the book, you got all these other things. One of the things would you get your name and the name of whatever game you wanted from the NES in the book along with oh, your name. That's cool. I picked baseball stars. So because it's like it's my favorite, right? It's just it's that and Zelda are like one A, one B of my favoritest of all favorites. So, but yeah, so like it, it's harder harder for me to give any anything higher than like a four, just because there are detriments to this game that I don't like. There are mechanics and better games that came out later that are that make it not as you know a four point five. Yeah. So I think four is where I land on this one. I think it's a pretty fair. Yeah, fair obviously you do. Yeah, I did a four as well. <laughs> what so. about Dusty Diamond? You, the wrestler, Dusty Diamond, the wrestler. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There's there's Dusty Rhodes and Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page. Page. Yes. That was a joke. Okay, it was a horrible wrestling joke. If Jerry heard that, he'd be pissed. At you. No, he would actually laugh because he would have gotten exactly Dusty what I meant. D, bad news and baseball stars are all. Yeah, they are. They are. That's absolutely true. This the softball, uh, Dusty Diamond. That's the softball, uh, a game. Sure, I think. Right? That's what yeah. uh, Milwaukee Retro Yeah, Gamer that's what said. you just said. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Yeah, Dusty Diamond is, is softball. Is Milwaukee Gamer, is, is Retro Gamer, is he a Kalen? baseball guy? Yeah, is he, is, oh, is yeah. he an RBI baseball guy? No, I think I think uh, Milwaukee Retro Gamer would probably be an RBI baseball guy. We don't have to ask him what he well, thinks. I'm asking him. Are yeah. you, are you, uh, did you, have you played RBI? 100%. I guarantee he has. He's gone, he's gone, going on a tour to go see every freaking MLB stadium. Is he really? I think. 
Oh, dude, he's, I know he's supposed to go to Toronto. Friends. He's supposed to go to Toronto this year, right around the same time as uh, the show in I Cleveland. I'd be friends with him. That'd be one of my dreams, just to go to every ballpark yeah. in the U.S. It'd be so fun. I missed out on RBI. So uh, if we asked you to rate this game from 0. 0.5 to 5.0, would you be able to do it? Because <laughs> we might need you to. Because our, our dickhead friend is stonewalling us now that we've left him out of the last infographic. Oh, she's in him. I know. He's an asshole. I wouldn't even call him my friend anymore. He's your friend. He's not mine. He's not my friend. I just said that. What do you want from me? He says no. <laughs> no. Oh, well, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Is Clearview still on? I bet he's got I bet he's got some input on it. <laughs> no, he's not, but I bet Valdor is. No, I'm kidding. I don't know who's I don't know who's on, but anyway. That well, Valdor got it last time. We Let's mixed up. do this. John's turn. Let's call John. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, there it is. Let's see if it's in stereo. So I says to Mabel, I said. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, the one and only Kansas City Barbecue himself, Mr. Famibox, John Young, retro game enthusiast. I'm telling you, my interests for John are fire. Yeah, no, I, I love them. They're my ringtones now. See, see what you're supposed to do, John? Think it's weird. What you're supposed What's to that? do is you answer the phone like that, then we play the theme song, then you say it again. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what it is right that's the joke so i says to mabel i says and then homer comes in and says whatever he says and then he leaves and he goes so i says to mabel i says <laughs> uh so i yeah uh first of all am i just in your left ear because you're I didn't nope. listen to that part full okay, good full bore stereo you sound great awesome i'm partially deaf in my left ear and so if i listen to any podcast no matter how much i like it and it's only in the left ear i'm done so, even even if it was just even if it was listening to you, yeah, no, no, I love oh. the sound of my own voice. So, oh, okay. um, it's it's really hard. It's that's kind of yeah. Yeah. anyway. You need that mono mix. <laughs> now, so I got so much to say about this, and I don't really know where to start in general. Um, I know that I exude kind of an alpha male sports guy like energy, right? Yes, I would say uh, that so you're very much the, you know, like you're always out there playing pickup basketball, challenging strangers, flexing with no shirt on. Like, I see you really just kind of trying to dominate everywhere you go. Have you seen him throw a 5-3 changeup? No. Oh, dude, it's sick. Bruh. Go so, on. I know you're joking, but here's the thing. I, I actually enjoy playing sports, but watching it just, like, kills me. So, anyway, uh, but I'm kind of in Robbie's boat in that uh, I like sports games, so, like, um, very much in the nineties, Madden was like that Genesis game, right? Like, uh, like that was like the appeal of Genesis is it had so many sports games. Um, and honestly drove a lot of people towards it, at least like in my like friend group. It's the so, games I had for my Genesis mostly. <laughs> That's why I played. They were much better on the Genesis NBA exactly. live NBA in those kinds of games were an uh, NHL 94 is a prime candidate. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. one of the all timers on Genesis. It's not as good on Super Nintendo. It just wasn't those that console. Whoever was doing those games for Genesis ports knew what the fuck they were doing. That's funny. But just uh, before you said that, Robbie said NHL oh, ninety four. Yeah, sure did. Yes, he did. That is the goat. That's it. That's where. That's the apex. Oh, that and baseball stars. It's coming up all over now. Yeah, Kalen agrees. Weird, weird note. Uh, uh, have you guys seen the TV show The League? No. I've heard of it, uh, but I've, you, the fantasy league guys, right? Yeah, 
yeah, it, it's one of those shows where like so many of my friends that are like me that don't really get into sports love watching it. And it gave me real nostalgia towards old sports games in that kind of vein of like, there's something like about um, sports games in that show that kind of have that nostalgia and kind of fun inclusion, but you don't actually have to have like an interest in watching the sports versus maybe playing the sports or at least like the kind of like cultural, like, uh, camaraderie of it. So sure. that's, that's me talking about sports guy stuff. But uh, so to this game, similar to Robbie, like I, I'm not a big like baseball fan, but I can tell you I've not played this game for like 20 years and jumping back into it. I mean like playing it other than like testing out some Famicom cards. Uh, like jumping back into it, it's amazing like how like this is just ingrained in me as a video game player. Exactly. And like, yeah, it's, it's and it's not... And that's, that's to kind of, Mike, what you were saying about Super Famicom and not having the um, uh, relationship with it, like the nostalgia for it. Right. RBI has that nostalgia that I can't separate myself from. But 2 and 3, and I'll get into this in a minute, is that 2 and 3 don't, uh, they're not Famicom games. Uh, they are American, like, interpretations of the game. And Famicom kept going with that same style. So even though... I played two and three when I was younger. The Famicom games tapped into more of that nostalgia that kind of what you were saying was like lost in like two and three. Yeah, so, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. So yeah, and this is I, can can I say uh, something very quickly because I just realized that both you and Robbie have said that you're not big baseball guys. I think Jay, I don't want to speak for you. I I played baseball growing up. Uh, you I know, a lot, a lot of little league and stuff, but I, I do, I still follow it to this day, not as extensively as I did, but I do, I do like baseball and I, I would, you know, I want to go to a game. I'm going to, you know, I, I, I go to games. I, I enjoy watching it on television sometimes more enjoy listening to it on the radio more than anything anymore. But I, I, I am a, I'm also a sports fan. So, you know, but, but anyway, yeah. I digress. We just, we really hadn't mentioned cause you guys both said that you were, and I just, I thought I should at least bring up to say that I know I am. And I feel like Jay, you are as well. You so. realize I have a Tiger's I, tattoo. I do know, face, but I don't so. want to speak for you. Okay. Yes, I'm a uh, huge baseball fan. I, I feel like it was insinuated over the series of episodes you guys have been on, but no, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Perhaps. But no, no. Um, so I grew up. I grew up. Did uh, I did play a lot of sports with friends, like in the backyard type thing. So I was really into that. It's just for some reason the watching, and you know. 80s and 90s sports, watching it was not like today, where you have all the cinematics and the beauty of it. It's like legitimately you have to be a real fan to watch sports in the 80s mm-hmm. versus now where it's like, no, it's entertainment. Whereas it's, in the 80s, it was like, no, it was a means yeah, to see the thing that you wanted. Yeah, it's exactly so. like now it is like you go to a game and they're there to entertain every person that's there, not just the hardcore baseball fan that wants to see if, you know, Larry Herndon exactly. gets a hit in the seventh straight game or Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, so like I said, I, I don't really, there's a lot to cover here, so I'm going to jump back into the Famicom stuff. So uh, Pro Yaku Family, family uh, Stadium is what they were called, but then by like 89 or 90, they started calling Famista, like Famicom Family Stadium, kind of like throwing those words together. So that's what it's kind of known as today. On Nintendo, What was the was word again? Games. I didn't hear it. Uh, Famista, F-A-M-I-S-T-A. The first game, uh, I think, came around at that same time, like 86, 87. No, it was 86. Because uh, the second game is the exact same cart, exact same box, same pictures, same text, everything. They slapped an 87 sticker on it. 
Um, and actually, so, and this to your point about how popular it is, I have probably about 50 duplicate copies of this game, just because in every lot of Famicom games you get, there's going to be like four or five of these. It's just a super popular game. And sometimes that sticker's removed and you don't know if you have an 86 or an 87. They don't refer to the first one as 86, it's just, you know. The first one. uh, Exactly. And then the other one's 87, which happens with some baseball games there. I, have, I may have to a, get I may have to get a couple of these off you. Oh, I got yeah, I got box copies. Um, speaking of, I don't know down. if Mike's into this, but since we're already doing giveaways, uh, if somebody DMs me on Instagram, retro game enthusiast, and wants a free copy of uh, RBI Baseball on the Famicom, uh, I'll, I'll mail you one. Just wow. you know, first person to DM me, um, you know, ask for it. Don't just like, hey, my name's Todd. Um, but anyway, my name's Todd. So. Uh, for the longest time, I've always like known that there's nine uh, Famicom uh, RBI baseballs, um, and uh, I just got a ding, so I think you got a uh, DM. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know which game related to which, and it's not really out there on the internet. So I'm like, all right, this is an opportunity for me to like see which of the three American games match up to the nine, you know, which of the nine like Famicom games. The first game is either 86 or 87, just based on the release date, whatever. But the U.S. localization does have some modifications. Obviously, the intro screen's different, so um, just got another DM. So apparently, I might have to send a couple copies. Um, so 86 or 87, just a roster update. The U.S. version was essentially a port of that, but like localized for America. So I even, I'm not sure if the rosters match up, which I was trying to figure out but couldn't. Um, so it was one of the two was essentially localized in the U.S. I don't see any difference between the gray and black cart, which, by the way, as a kid, like, no. uh, the 10, the 10 games Afterburner, um, Gauntlet, and RBI, those were the ones people had. And then, like, it was hard to justify that these weren't, like, quality, like, games as unlicensed games because, like, Gauntlet and RBI were just such good games, like, right. in my, like, friends group. So, like, whenever everybody's like, oh, that's that unlicensed, you know, cheap, you know, poor kid stuff. Like, what are you talking about? It's Gauntlet. It's RBI Baseball. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Tell, tell like, me I another game like Gauntlet. Roadrunner, maybe, or Tubin, but come on. Right. Um, <laughs> and even Fantasy Zone, which, you know. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so, I didn't even know there was a great card until, like, late 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, See, I did only because, like I said, I that's the one we had. Leave Roadrunner yeah. out of this, says Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's here. I'm with him. He's here to champion the cause of all games. Uh, I want to say Game Gear Road Runner is a decent game, and it's similar to the NES port. But anyway, back to RBI. So yeah, uh, BB Retro says the, he loves RBI or she. I don't know. Says they love RBI anyway. baseball. So yeah, it's just yeah. Go on. Uh, so in the later Famicom games, they all kept that like chunky like uh, uh, the thick like sprite. Yeah, yeah, the chibi. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I want to say until like 92 or so, and wow. they kind of slimmed them up, up a bit, but nothing like the U.S. version. So I don't have the 94 version, so the ninth of the series. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, um, as far as like, if you like that nostalgia for the first RBI baseball game and you think that they kind of lost it a bit in like, you know, two and three, play those Famicom games. And everything yeah. up till 93 Super cheap, super common. Yeah, so I'm going to have to. Yeah, so easy. Um, uh, I have some duplicates. Well, BB, BB yeah. Retro said that they called the uh, 
the dad, his 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 dad and and them said that they uh, called them the Weebles. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they look like. Yeah, it's a good hey, point. Fun, fun fact: Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Um, How do you know that? Reference. Uh, you're an old man. Um, but <laughs> how do you know that? Uh, <laughs> Who is I, this? Get off my I, lawn. I assume the music is still by the same guy in the later Famicom games because they are amazing. When you listen to like those tracks, like, yeah, you sent you sent some of that stuff over, and it was like like a, we like I said, I sat down and played three today, and I was like, this is a total bop, man. <laughs> I like really enjoyed yeah. it. And then you, I listened to some of the other stuff you had sent over. I'm like, this guy raves. This guy goes to parties. He he, he yeah. parties. <laughs> and that's what I love about Nintendo and these old like games in that like sometimes just like a dude like all right I got commissioned for this I'm going to make the best like eight bit track I possibly it doesn't can. it's like the anticipation thing where you're like oh yeah the the poor guy got whatever it was I forget his name got tied to every horrible game ever Pictionary right or whatever it was mm. where it's just like well nobody really cares what the music sound like I'm gonna fucking set this shit on fire <laughs> you know so. Uh, Side, side note, I'm pretty sure that's Patrick Dumpy on the cover of the Anticipation Box. That's who? Patrick Dumpy from uh, oh. uh, Step by Step, the dad. From Mannequin? Yeah, Mannequin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I had so much fun playing through these. So I tried to play all the games. I couldn't see any difference between the gray cart and the black cart because I was really hoping that would be like Family uh, uh, 86 and 87. I saw no difference. Years. It had to be the same ROM, just burned to different things and... Yeah, and then uh, two and three, there were uh, differences, similarities between. But I did want to point out that the box art, the uh, pictures on the back of two and three, exactly the same pictures. Um, and I love that they're unlicensed games, but licensed by the players. <laughs> so they got a license for the players, but not for the NES uh, cards. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, so uh, if you want a free copy of this uh, Famicom game, go to anybody who like sells Famicom games, and they got a stack of like fifty of them. <laughs> just ask um, them if they can have one, and they'll go. You can have ten. I've always just kind of given these games away, and they are legitimately good games. You should know the reason why there's so many of them is because it is good. Yeah, that, I can. So, I can. See, it's like the Kung Fu thing, right? Kung Fu is five dollars, but it's a good game. Exactly. Now, I assume that the reason why you're saying so is because you're trying to rush me off the podcast. So I no, I'm not trying to rush. No, I'm not trying to rush you off. I want to score, oh, okay. though. You know what? Uh, I am actually trying to rush you off. I take that back. I'm always okay. trying to. So no, no, I get it. If you can just uh, if you can just give us a score and hang up, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Rush no, him I off. Totally- says tape flipper. Tape flipper says you got to go. No, I totally get it. 100. percent Now, if if this was one, two, and three for the NES, uh, I would have to give a three point five. But if uh, that we're just doing RBI one, gray or black cart, uh, or you know, uh, Famicom uh, eighty six, eighty seven, um, legitimately, uh, as a guy that so the original baseball is always the game I think of for the NES. Uh, that's kind of like golf for the NES that um, that it sets the tone for all future games for golf. Yeah. Uh, baseball for the NES sets the tone for all baseball games. So I would say that although NES baseball sets the tone, this is the one I remember. So when I think of baseball for the NES, I think of RBI. Yeah. And I agree there's better games later. So if it's all the RBI games, one, two, three, I would say a 3.5. Just this RBI, I would 
say, and you said you wanted to score and then get me off. So uh, I would say this is a 4.0. 4.0. <laughs> Did he seriously just hang up? <laughs> Wait, how do we do the outro now? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, you know what? It works out because I did it with Robbie too. So yes, he just hung up. Oh my God. John. <laughs> Bye, John. <laughs> Oh, it's one of the funniest things that we've ever had on this show. <laughs> Literally said this court click. 4.0 click. Doot, doot, doot. You're not going to do the outro for him? Am I going to have to do it? you going to make me do it good? Oh, shit! That's all I got for him leaving. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. That's so good. Retro game enthusiast John Young, everybody. We need to get a score from somebody, though. You know what that means? Because it's not here, we're going to put a score for him. 4.0. We don't know, you know how much he hates symmetry. Oh, yeah, he does. We're going to make it. It's going to be Done. fours across the board. Done. Sorry, folks. It's our first unanimous score. No. Wasn't Punch-Out unanimous? It was all 5.0s. I'm almost positive it was. I think it was. I can't imagine that somebody didn't score Punch-Out a 5.0. Are you looking? I'm looking right now because I'm. I'm uh, it'll be our second unanimous score. Feldor gave it a 3.5. Fucker. <laughs> yeah. He, will, well, he just wants to be consistent himself. He's never played it, but it's a 3.5. Oh, Rick, man. Just like baseball. Hey, they don't use steroids. What are you talking about? Yeah. Actually, ironically, and I'm going to read it. I asked uh, Tate Flipper. I asked Tate Flipper. Yeah, fives. I said, if you, I, I said, putting you on the spot, have you ever played RBI baseball? <laughs> Doom or Wolfenstein? He what said, is, though? I have not once ever inserted RBI baseball into a console. Oh, <laughs> you're the one missing out there, buddy. I don't tell you. I mean, look at these graphics. He said, I said, damn, I was going to ask for a score. He said zero. <laughs> 4.0. Ah, look at this. To be fair, I did own this one growing up. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Someday you'll grow up. <laughs> I, I I won't. I'm not gonna though. But someday you might. He's like, I will when I get my Tetris right. game. So we got all that. I can't rip that page because I need that one. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Gotta have it. Although I know the scores, so I can't forget these. They're all fours. Yeah, four. All right, ready? Fours across the Hold line. Yeah, that's pretty good. It got there. Hey Jay, why don't you tell me where you can play this game today? You ready? Yep. All right. If everybody's ready, I'll give everybody a minute so they can get a pen. Okay, I think everybody's ready. Yep. So the only place you can play it, the Nintendo Entertainment System. That's that's about it. Anyway, moving on to collecting. Yeah. You wanna you wanna talk about some collecting? I do. All right. I like it. So let's make it happen. There. I'm gonna go over RBI Baseball one. Two and three from a collecting perspective. I'll start with one. One was released both as a licensed and unlicensed cartridge for the NES. Okay. And we kind of talked about that already. It came out as a licensed cartridge. Then Tengen went and like stole the code, made their own chip and bootlegged their own games. And then they put out one, two and three on black cards. What right. Those the, are the unlicensed. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt for just a second. That's okay. Just because I want everybody to. So because we just talked about the unlicensed and licensed and you made the comment about stealing it. Yeah. What was that we watched earlier? 
It was the Atari versus Tengen, what or the Atari the, versus Nintendo trial. Who was the it? The gaming historian, yes. Norman Crusoe. If you guys get a chance, watch that. It's like, what was it, like 10, 15 minutes? It was pretty quick. 25. Oh, 25. It felt quicker than that. So there we go. But it's really good, and it talks about the whole, it, it talks about everything with the whole Nintendo versus Atari or Tengen, and uh, how Tengen, they were, those dudes were shady. Like, they took some stuff. I think most people who listen to this would know who Norm Caruso is because Norm oh, does, the, he does the show circuits. He was at Midwest gaming classic. This is one of his books. I bought it's just a notebook. You know, it's not, it's nothing. It's just got his logo embossed on it. Um, he seems like a good dude, but his videos are super informative. He has great research. Uh, they're well presented, you know, but yeah, basically we watched about a 25 minute video of the story of when Atari slash Tengen sued Nintendo over their, you know, business practices and then in turn nintendo sued atari yeah. because they said you stole our stuff it's just good to watch yeah <laughs> illegally it's, it's good to watch it's just yeah. good to watch it what would john say there <laughs> norm lives in kc and he ghosted me when i said what's up he's a youtube star no time for podcast peasants well he we talked at midwest gaming classic i didn't tell him about the podcast though if i would have maybe he would have stonewalled me <laughs> if i'd have brought it up he seems like a nice guy mike did the whole business Genuinely. card thing though don't act like you didn't. You cupped the you cupped one of our stickers and you shook his hand. It's nice seeing you. The or sticker the part was on the outside and it was peeled and it stuck it to his hand and then ran off. That's yours now. You have to listen. <laughs> it's like the blob. Now it's got you. Anyway, okay. okay so let's back, do collecting. Back, yes, back to collecting. Sorry. Yeah. So the unlicensed version of this game, and this kind of is not surprising. The unlicensed version of this game is one of your five dollar loose, twenty five dollar complete games it is a super common game it is probably one of the most common games that and the only thing the only reason it's five dollars is because people actually enjoy playing it because if it was let's say silent service okay as i always rail on silent service this would be a two dollar game at most i Unless think it's autographed by cart again well then it wouldn't be for sale be a one of one yeah it would be a one of one you know i, I would say so it says five dollars loose but i would say i would probably let yours go for about 375 that's like a 25% discount. You still got to ship it, though. It costs money. They don't have to pay for shipping. I'll charge you for shipping. Oh. Okay, so maybe the loose, it's about 375 then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Minus Mike's cost for that's shipping. That's right. Minus Mike. Straight to you. Not including Mike. Yeah, shipping included. Right. Go ahead, sorry. And then the licensed version, which is the one I've got up in the cart run here. This Again, the same. That's the great cart. It's it's a little more. It's 12 bucks for the loose game, $45 for the complete. I'm sure it's harder to find. I bet it's much harder to find, honestly, because they put it out until they didn't have to anymore. Then they put the yeah. other one out, and then they didn't put any of them out for them anymore. Yeah. So um, RBI Baseball 2 is 8 bucks, and it is $30 complete. And RBI Baseball 3 is about 10 bucks loose and $35 complete. And RBI, 3, RBI Baseball 3 has the distinction of being one of the two unlicensed Tengen games I do not have. Yeah. Because I did not find it in Midwest Gaming Classic, and I have not found it in the wild yet. So it is, along with Afterburner, the two I don't have. Because I thought I bought Afterburner, and I didn't. <laughs> so, Kaylin, if you got a Afterburner and a and an RBI Baseball 3 laying around, I'll take them. These games I did not find much on from a, from a sold perspective on Heritage Auctions. Now, so what I did is I just grabbed the population report. And it kind of is in line with what I thought as well. The unlicensed version of RBI Baseball, 35 of them have been graded. But the the licensed version, four, hmm. have ever been graded. 
And then RBI Baseball 2, only one sealed copy has ever been graded. And RBI Baseball 3, only two sealed copies have ever been graded. That's crazy. So, yeah, they're not uh, super common other than apparently the unlicensed first one. That's it. That's all. That's it on collecting. It's a, they, these are all very accessible games that are very prevalent. Other than I can't find a copy of RBI Baseball Three, but whatever. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I would say buy one, and if you buy the unlicensed one, whatever. If you buy the licensed one, whatever. But there, it's definitely worth playing, and especially at that price, it's hard to beat. So, uh, Jay, why don't you talk to me a little bit about speed running? Just a little bit. RBI Baseball, and we're going to keep this specific to RBI Baseball One. Okay. But we're going to talk about speed running a NES baseball game. All right. And Which there is scintillating at, at, at minimum here. And I don't, I don't want to do all the talking, but I will probably give you context on a couple of these. I was actually so going to ask yes. you on that. So. The first two I think you got. The next two I'll explain. Okay. Um, so on speed running, so we got 21, 21 runners total, um, 81 runs. Right. So, there's 81 runs posted yep. to... Speedrun.com by yes. 21 different runners. So uh, run type, I'm going to go through a couple of these here. I'm, I'm, you're going to you give me... pass it off. Yeah, yeah you're going to give me some more dialogue with these. But yep. um, winning a game for the Nintendo, um, the sports runner did it in 2 minutes and 58 seconds. And, and he was able to do that by mercying them. Yes. Right? He so did the 10 won runs. 10 nothing. Yes. That was the fastest anybody's ever won the game won a game and it goes from the point that it, the game starts until it says game over or whatever it is yeah right did you um did you watch that speed run i did not watch that one but i watched the second one okay i was just curious because i wanted to know how many innings he actually went one it was just one inning. yes okay um and then the next one which is kind of funny is lose a game so you lost the game um nes and it was him it, it was actually tied with the sports runner and uh, she's Shardcore? It looks like she's C Hardcore, but I believe that's she's Shardcore. Okay. Um, that was one minute and 10 seconds. Now, I watched this run, and it was yes. actually pretty funny. I watched the sports runner's version of this run. Basically, what they do is, okay, he goes up and gets out as fast as he can, right? He goes up and bunts three times, first pitch, and it's picked up by the, it's either caught or throw, picked up by the pitcher and thrown to first. Out. Okay, so there, he's out in like usually three pitches. Then when he's pitching, he beans everybody on the tries to bean them all on the first pitch. He'll bean the person, get him on the base, and he'll score six runs like that. And then he lets the tenth person, because you've now got six runs in and three people on the tenth yeah. person to bat. He lets them hit the ball, and then he doesn't field it. And if it's a home run, it's faster. But if it's not. They just they all run around. They score ten runs in the game end. Oh, there you go. So the fastest, yeah, the fastest to lose it was a minute and ten seconds by both of them, both That's the hilarious. sports runner, and she's shardcore. All right. And okay. Then, um, all teams, any percentage. Uh, that again was a sports runner, and that one's eighteen minutes and eighteen seconds. And that is specifically losing nine. You have to lose to all nine teams. Yeah. You, it says all teams, any percentage. That means you can win or lose any version of, like, you don't have to have won. And that just speaks to the next one, 9-0. Yeah. You have to have won all nine for the next one. That's why it's much longer. But this one, is you in, had to play all nine teams as fast as you could. Okay. And it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Okay. And they and then, all lost in a minute and 10 seconds or whatever the fuck it was. And then the last one is all teams. You have to go 9-0. and So you have to go undefeated. You have to win every game. Right. But we want to talk about this one first oh, and who sorry. did it and how long. I, I said that. 
You said the sports runner in 18 minutes and 18 seconds? Yeah. And then, I don't listen at all. No, you clearly Man, I don't. suck. Yeah, you do. So <laughs> I was trying to help. I'm sorry. Anyway. So, got so that you, one. So, then we got the all teams, 9-0. So, that means you won every game. Yes. Um, that one this was... Is, you'd have to win... You have to beat every team nine in a row. Yes. One one time each. Yes. Um, that one, surprisingly, the sports runner is not involved in that one. Um, that one was actually done by... Bert Sasquatch. You mean Bert Samsquinch? Yeah, Bert Samsquinch. He's about a 10-footer, if you ask me. Actually, the sports runner was second here. Oh, okay. But what was the time? Uh, 58 minutes and 46 seconds. Could you imagine playing this game for an hour in a row? And like, let's say you've gotten to the 55-minute mark, and then like you give up a run or something. <laughs> like, Good mother. Like, oh, God, I have to play eight teams all over again? No. Anyway. So I was going to say the hour thing I don't think is that bad because I think we spent an hour just trying to pick off the second baseman. 50 so minutes of that was laughing. Superman, yeah. That shit was so but those good. were all from speedrun, so that was all those. I think it's time to wrap up. Wrap it up and wrap it out. What's the next game we're going to talk about, Jay? So we're doing a birthday episode for Mike. John, it's your birthday too. Mike is the, he's, he's the, he's the dad of the show. Arkanoid. Ar- <laughs> <laughs> no. We and we're not do- inviting Kalen. <laughs> no, we will do. Got you. Kalen, I will I will be reaching out to you about that. Zelda 2. Let's do it. We're going to do that for We Mike, haven't done Mike's an birthday. NES game in a while, so it makes perfect sense that we would probably throw it in the hat here. Didn't we just do an NES game? Don't we always just do NES games? Yes. On that note, we do have uh, social media. So you can actually go to our, um, our we have a link tree. That website is link ter dot e linktra linktra joystick linktra we have a link we have a link tree link tree joystick link tree link joystick. tree joystick is that what it is <laughs> yeah just type that in your browser and you'll find yeah, link it link tree joystick you'll find us you'll find us we'll be there browse it on the web like an old person would yes on the link tree joystick dig it up link tree joystick yeah <laughs> I wish that this was going worse. <laughs> I did very well good. Yeah, it might. Here you go. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, you know, we do have the link tree, forward slash last joystick. Uh, if you don't want to do that. Yeah, last joystick network. My God. See, Is that's it? why you have to have it written down for I you. know. I don't remember shit. It's lost joystick network. Yes. I think. Is that what our show's called? <laughs> I don't know. What the, <laughs> I thought this was the Retronauts podcast. <laughs> so we've got uh, Instagram and Twitter. It's lost joystick. Or you can go to Facebook and Twitch, Lost Joystick Network. Email address, info at lostjoystickatnetwork.com. That's it. That's all I got. I'm done. Wrapping it up. This week in baseball. I just had to throw that one in there one I more love time. that. Because we're done. Good old Mel Allen. We love him. God rest his soul. So with that, that is the news, folks. <laughs> and I... Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm just kidding. I'm not Dennis Miller. I was going to say, go fuck yourself, San Diego. (laughs) Stay classy. (laughs) With that, go out there, have fun, be safe, and be excellent to each other.